his faces that made my little brain laugh. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, about right. Going back, oh, this is like, you, you just, you should be a shrink, you know? <laughs> you just brought up some, some, some old things in life, really had to reevaluate how I felt about it, mm-hmm. you know? We're learning things. Uh, you know who I'm trying to have on the show tonight? Advanced UAV? Advanced UAV. I'm looking for his... Uh... No. I, I think I got his contact. Do you? Drag it in. I want to talk to him. Let's get it before he has to go to bed. Times <laughs> <laughs> are important here. Race against time. <laughs> this could be him. I mean, I just... I don't really know how I feel about that whole thing. Like, first, yeah, people shouldn't be being such dicks to him, but mm-hmm. also, it's very apparent that he's just doing this on purpose. Dude, let me say this. This man is a hustler at age yeah. 12. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, and I admire that. I, I give I, him I, a I, pass. I'm going to go so far and say this is X-Jaws number two. Really? Well, yeah. I wouldn't say that. I would. All right, how many other 12-year-olds do you know that would get the amount of hate this guy gets and be able to profit on it? Um, any of them who work for Machinima. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, there's people who work for Machinima that can't handle hate. There's lots of people that can't handle it. There's yeah, but then that's never what you're saying then is not so either. much about being able to handle hate. It's just about being shameless enough to elicit it every day. Being shameless is part of being in showbiz. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm upset about? I'm upset my video about Hutch hasn't came out in fucking four hours. I know it's a 25-minute long video, but come on, YouTube. Damn, that is too long. Well, I have a big, long history with Hutch. I guess that's true. Oh, yeah, you do. I was going to make a a Hutch like tribute video, but it seemed like everybody did. And I have some subs asking for a Hutch tribute video, and I have others who haven't said anything who I imagine are, you know, have seen enough of them. Well, mine's not a tribute video. Mine's a explain the Hutch situation video. Like, since Hutch is leaving finally, I'm going to explain the situation in crystal clarity about my relationship with him altogether. I like how you say finally, as though you've been, like, wringing your hands in a tall, well, like, I, I even say in the video, the Hutch, Hutch, in quit, Hutch quit YouTube years ago. He, he technically did. I mean, he's been, like, the uh, forefront of, like, Machinima and, like, Sark and Respawn and stuff like that, but he left the Call of Duty community a while ago. And, like, I don't see, like, him leaving, you know, Machinima to go work somewhere else as him leaving the Call of Duty community now, whereas he hasn't really been a part of the community for years. Well, he's definitely been part of the gaming community for the past couple years. Kind of, sort of. I mean, technically, if you want to put a definition on it, you're correct. But... How many well, days go by have you heard about Hutch do. taking some of... Okay. How many days have gone by where you've counted on like Hutch taking part of your viewership because he put an amazing video out? Taking part of my viewership? I usually don't think of it that way. But Well, you know, if somebody puts an amazing video out, their video is going to be like, you know, the buzz worthy, the buzz note. It's gonna be That day is going to be his. Did his audio Whereas just improve he... dramatically for anybody else, or is that just me? Who wings? Yeah. Oh, yours did too. It's probably uh, you. Me. Sound a lot better to me. Hmm. Yeah, you sound a lot clearer. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad things are getting better. Something good happened just now. Who knows? But anyway, carry on. I'm sorry. 
I, I just look at it like that. I mean, I basically explained the whole thing that, you know, Hutch might have helped me grow fast as I did back in the day, but he by no means made my channel. That's pretty much what the video is about. Just clearing up things like that. I mean, but this is it, coming it, it, it from the guy who once claimed he made my channel, who made Ronaldinho's channel, who made FPS Rush's channel. Yeah, <laughs> but but see, even then, I'm not conceited enough to realize that you wouldn't have made it. Yeah, Woody. without me. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I guess that's all settled. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, but see, people, they, people, see. There's a difference between because people think that without Hutch, I would have been nobody. I would have been like just 10,000 subscribers to the rest of the day. I mean, there was a lot of memorable videos I put out that got me where I am. You don't get 350,000 subscribers by being, you know, the guy who says somebody else is a bad sniper. You don't do that. I mean, look at G-Unit for a prime example. G-Unit faked nuke. He sent in 350,000 subscribers. That's he quit. Hutch helped me too. Hutch helped me um, back when I had 10,000 subscribers. Hutch was my last, like, you know, big-time dual comp. Like, it wasn't actually a dual comp. He let me upload a video on his channel. And, uh, and you know, coming out of that, a lot of people found my channel and, and subscribed to me. And it gave me a big boost. I had 10,000 subs at the time. And then from there to, I guess, about 750,000 was pretty much just me uploading videos. Like, that's how it went. People think that networking is the key to growing a channel. But it's really not. Like, it, it doesn't hurt, but... It's not about networking to me. It's about uploading content that people enjoy on a regular basis. That's the key to it. So, uh, so yeah, Hutch was helpful. You were helpful. Um, you know, all my friends were, were helpful at one point or another. But by and large... You're welcome, you know, Woody. Thank you. <laughs> but by and large, you know, the, the guys that do well on YouTube are the guys who upload a lot of videos that, that people like. That's, that's kind of how it went. So, Advanced uh, UAV, yeah, is that you typing? Uh, yeah, I yeah. Advanced UV, can you like get a better microphone? I can try, but not now. <laughs> now would be preferable. <laughs> You're a pain killer already, man. I know you make videos. Like, how do you make videos with like? Is that a mic or like a old tennis shoe? Or like, what are you talking into right now? <laughs> can, can you take like some McDonald's like cup holders and like? I'm just teasing you, man. I think maybe your your um, levels are set too high. Your gain is too high on your mic, and you need to settle that down so you don't blow uh, it out. Probably. Yeah, I don't know if that's something you're used to. All right, I've got some questions for Advanced UAV. <laughs> All right, man. So, how are you doing? I'm curious, right? Because there are a lot of people who fuss at you on the internet, and uh, and you're 12, man. Are you you coping all right? Does it ever get you down? What's the honest truth? What's going on in your heart over there? Uh, it kind of gets me down sometimes, like seeing all the hate on my channel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're putting in time that much to make videos every single day almost sometimes. And getting all the hate kind of gets to me, but it's all right. Yeah, I, I hear you. It gets to almost everybody, right? Like, you know... Like, Wings of Redemption is the commentator that just doesn't give a flip, right? We all know that. But I also know sometimes it bothers him, right? Sometimes he's tired of hearing the, the the same stuff again and again and again from people who find, you know, one flaw or another. And we all have them, right? You know, we all know what probably what our weakest points are. And it's like, you don't have to remind me. If you think I don't know my flaws, you're out of your mind. But, uh, you know, they're there in the comments letting you know about them. Does anyone no, bother you in particular? The most. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Wing. 
the one that bothers me the most is when people spout out ignorant shit just because it's something they heard from somebody else that's not true in the least, even the smallest figment of the situation. <laughs> like, oh, Wings, I heard you fuck your sister. Well, you heard <laughs> wrong! I had a guy just rip on me for doing a charity drive. I had a guy go after me. And, and like, it, it, I don't know. In his twisted mind, the one video I put up is going to make way more than the $7,500 from King of the Web that I'm donating. If he has a way for each of my twice-a-day videos to make over $7,500, then we need to talk. <laughs> they don't make anywhere near that much. I don't know where he gets his twisted information, but he's full of shit. But he's under the impression that I'm going to make tons of money by doing a charity drive. And this is not true. It's not true at all. Um, but people will hate on you for anything. And the fact that, like, I, I just thought being hated on for, for donating to charity was one of the you know, pinnacles of stupidity. It's It's... There are people who are just bad. But, you know, I think Painkiller already caught a lot of flack for even getting advanced UAB on this week. Doesn't matter. Painkiller already catches flack every week. Every week. Every week. We talk about raping, <laughs> raping bitches up in here. Yeah, that, that, that's how it goes sometimes. But, but um, uh, advanced UAV, man. So, what made you get into YouTube? Uh, well, I got into YouTube back in, like, 2009. I used to make tech uh, tech reviews and things Wait, like that. didn't get too big. Back when you were nine years old, you got into YouTube? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh, okay. Well, not nine. I was ten. All right. And then I started gameplay commentaries back in Black Ops, mid-rate through uh, Black Ops, and I gained about 700 subs. It got a... Uh, it got the AdSense banned, and then I had to start advanced UAV... And it's going pretty good so far. Cool, man. Yeah, like, you're 12, right? And and there are people, uh, like, I saw this one guy who had like, who had written an open letter to you, right? And, and he just, like, had all his thoughts planned out on the various reasons this guy, who's, like, 20, hates you. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He literally, like, put all of his thoughts down and semi-eloquently stated why he hates a 12-year-old kid. And he says that his mere existence Please. imposes upon him. We're not going to name him, but uh, you know he's That's like, what I'm yeah, about. I know exactly he's talking about, <laughs> right? And he, and he actually led off with like, you know, like people think I start fights, but really they're starting these fights. Their mere existence bothers me, and I have to say something. It's like you are such an ass. So anyway, he goes on and he just rips. And I thought to myself, like I I finished watching that video and I thought, man, like when I was twelve, and some of you guys have heard me say this, when I was twelve, I was learning to surf, right? That was when I first started surfing. And people didn't tell me, Woody, you suck, man. You're absolutely horrible. You just haven't developed the skills to be a surfer yet. You should quit today. No, what they actually said was, Woody, when you're 17, you're going to be awesome. You know, if you keep surfing like you are now with the same passion and, you know, every day you're out there surfing, sometimes before school, always after school, just on the board constantly learning and learning. But by the time you, you know, you hit your prime, then, uh, then you're going to be a great surfer. And when I was 17, I was pretty good, right? I was no pro. I was never thinking about being pro or anybody on that level. But I had sponsors. I had sponsors that gave me free surfboards and wetsuits and shoes and clothes and wax and suntan lotion and sunglasses and crap. You know, anytime I wanted something, I'd just pick off the phone and be like, dude, give me your stuff and I'll put a sticker on my board and, on your behalf. And, and they would, you know, do it. And they just had to keep writing letters and sh sending in contest results or whatever. And uh, And I was a pretty darn good surfer. 
I'm Woody. It, Glad to be a money whore at the age of twelve. Yeah, I'm yeah. But dude, it, uh, <laughs> it it just seems to me that if somebody's ripping on a twelve year old, that somebody is pretty freaking twisted. If um, you know what they should be, dude. By the time you're seventeen, you may have gameplay and commentating skills that are head and shoulders above anybody else on YouTube. If you keep it up. You know, you might be the most eloquent speaker that that never stumbles on a word, that that never says the wrong thing, that that thinks this stuff ahead, that comes off as polished as freaking Brian Williams on NBC Nightly or whatever he's on, and with gameplay that that makes Ronaldinho blush, right? That could be the you of 17 years old, but instead they're tearing you down at 12, and that's just freaking immoral. I got a question while we're talking about the tearing down subject. Obviously, a lot anybody's ever talked with me in Skype. I've always concluded that there's a brick wall, and the brick wall in commentating is basically age. You've noticed most of the people that are very popular nowadays is a little bit older, and it's what Woody was talking about. By the age of seventeen, you might be at that point, but you starting at age of twelve, this is a very time-consuming side hobby. It is, and do you think you're going to hit that wall where you just stop bringing out the things to talk about because you don't have life experiences? Uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, I can do, like, uh, what you do, like, uh, do news reports and things like that. Do you mind if I ask, like, are you worried at all about your channel just becoming a place where people just hate on you for no reason? Like, I know that that's what hap- what's happening now, but are you worried that it's going to stay like that and that it's never going to go back to you being able to make content that isn't ridiculed, just, you know, like falling into the whole G-Unit cycle? Well, where me, even if you make good let, content, let me say this. just this what? is kind of something like me and Hutch. I went through what Advanced UAV is going through with Hutch. I was getting four or 5,000 hate messages a day for like three months. But eventually, the fact is, if you're putting out good content, you're going to, those people that come into your channel to hate, you can convert them. So don't let that just drag you down. Basically, what I'm saying is don't pull a G unit and just quit. Yeah. Hmm. Nobody likes a quitter. <laughs> um,. Yeah, man, it it, it takes it I mean, takes the, a lot of work, and if the, you keep the thing it, you can do the the thing you can do the most to a hater is to not give him his way. A hater wants you to quit. Every day you come on, put another video up, you're spitting in that motherfucker's eye, <laughs> straight up. Um, shucks, and Wings some. has got some real knowledge in the hate department. Just it's like yeah, you know what's up. There is no greater person <laughs> that you could consult with regards to how to handle hate. Right, I, I think wings and heck, maybe even me. Right, Dude, who's more hated? I hate both of you. you know? <laughs> I, I, I get, I get, never forget painkiller sixty-seven every day of the fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get women are built for for rape every day of the week. What else you got? What else? I, I, don't, got? I never even saw that. I never understood it. But I saw a comment on my video today that was like, "How can you watch Woody videos? Don't you know he's pro rape?" <laughs> what? When did this happen? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He has a pro rape group. He has a seminar. He's got to he do on Wednesday. I shouldn't be laughing. Like a sticker on the back of your car. Yeah, it's been my observation that people like to watch guys who are older than them, right? And that doesn't mean you have to be really old. It just means that, like, I think if you're 17, then guys who are under 17 will likely watch your channel. Unless you're one of those magic guys who's 17 and vibes like they're 25. You know, but and if you're 25, like, a lot of the big guys are, right? Like, if you look at, 
Like, Cenan is in his, like, 29 or something. Hutch is, like, 29. Uh, White Boy's young. He's, like, 21 or 2. Uh, Wings is in his mid-20s. Kyle's in his mid-20s. I'm in my late 30s. Taylor, what are you, 22? Uh, 20. I'll be 21 in April. Or, okay. I guess, in a few days. In a few days, you'll be 21. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, it, a lot of guys are, are just at that age where they're older than most of their subscribers. You know, the, the subscribers for Call of Duty Channel tend to be high school and college-age boys. That, that's... Or guys, I should say. That's how old they are. But, um... Oh, what was I going to say? People tend to want to look up for advice instead of back. Yeah, they tend to. Now, some people... Like, x is was 17 last year, or 16 last year, and he was still crushing it with, um... You know, with his with his channel. So you don't have to be old, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. So what's next for you, Advanced UAV? Oh, what do you mean? Like, uh, on your channel, do you have any, like, video ideas? How are you going to keep this thing going? Like, you you seem to be getting a lot of attention from other commentators right now. And I want to know, you know, what are you, you going to do with it? Oh, well, I'm going to keep on making videos and try my best to make them as best as possible and maybe get, uh, make the haters like me, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. I think Can it's I a good... Can I give you a tip, Advanced UAV? Sure. This is this is this is a tip on getting bitches at your age. <laughs> Since you have a YouTube following now, you probably have a Twitter account. Use that to get the girls, but girls love the like crap. If you get a lot of likes on Facebook and Twitter, you can score them all day. <laughs> Chicks are so wet for likes. <laughs> bitches love stickers. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <yeah. geez. laughs> bitches love retweets. <laughs> bitches be fawning all over my retweets. Oh, you know. <laughs> I keep losing this thought I have. Oh, my God. Well, it's because it's like you get the nice car in high school. You got that guy in high school that has that nice car, which you're about, which you're in middle school to high, about to go to high school. Yeah. People want a girl. You'll get girls that want to date the guy with the nicest car because they see all the other little birds seeing her in that nice car. Well, you kind of have that nice car already by the Twitter account because when you retweet what your girlfriend says, it's going out to thousands of people opposed to, you know, Britney's retweet going out to two people. Taylor, can I get a yeah, confirmation or denier on denial on this? Do, do girls actually like people with lots of Twitter followers? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like it. I I guess if I were like Ashton Kutcher or something, I could be like, oh yeah, I'm huge on Twitter. But like, I mean, I have like twenty thousand followers, so it's like big enough that like if Taylor, someone here, sees here. it, it's cool. But I'm not going to be getting laid by like, hey, you at the bar? How about I buy you a drink and uh retweet that funny little clip you just tweeted. Hey, Taylor, like, I think you're or, using your game improperly. Instead of like, hey, I'm going to retweet that funny little clip, you're like, look here, you hate that bitch Brittany over there? Give me her number. <laughs> pop that bitch in Twitter and have her phone start blowing up. <laughs> well, I think that's kind of illegal. And that'll end me like getting on the other side of the sex equation in jail. <laughs> Police have better You'll be a receiver? For legal retweeters. <laughs> I mean, fucking Spike Spike Lee did it, and he didn't get no repercussions. Maybe he paid, what no, he do, did. Uh, Advanced UAV is just he part did, name dropping. Like, just I'll go up to girls at bars and be like, "Hey, uh, you ever heard of Wings of Redemption?" And they're like, "Oh my god, you know him?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no fucking deal." You know, like, we hang out, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and Woody's gamer tag, kind of my boy. That's what you got to do. <laughs> uh, Spike Lee had to pay some undisclosed amount. For damages to the person that he retweeted to keep it out of court. Yeah, but he, but he he retweeted the wrong people, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I think he just tweeted out an address. I don't think he retweeted anyone. Yeah, it's a stupid Spike Lee. 
Uh, oh, oh, you know what I was going to say, Advanced UAV? This is what I wanted to come up with. In dealing with haters, and this is a page from C. Nanner's book, he doesn't reply to haters at all. At all. Right? Never does. And it's amazingly effective. Like, I try to be that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm mostly disciplined, although not at the C. Nanner's level. But this guy will go years without acting as if he even noticed somebody. You're the one with the megaphone, right? There's people on your on your channel you know, leaving a little comment, and if there's a whole sea of them, they can be heard. But by and large, you know, it would be you making the mistake to take that one hater's voice and elevate it to the next level, and uh, and, and you know, give him your microphone so that he's heard. Whatever his complaint is, whatever his frustration is, you can just let him have it in silence. You know, I block people every day. If someone's on my channel to hate on me, then uh, you know, no, thank you. I, I just block them and. Let it fall away. That's uh, that's how. Yeah. That's yeah, how but the we're in a different situation. Is. He's in. I would embrace that shit right now. I would. I wouldn't go be like, "Yeah, man, you're making my life a living hell." I wouldn't do that. But you know, I I would acknowledge that they're there. Like some, like for my example, my one of my best videos in the last month was when that that kid started talking shit about me, and I broke his video down on my channel. People love when I do that stuff. I want to see that video. Maybe you're right. Maybe it's time I mean, to do that. So what did he do? He hated on you on a video on his channel. He put a, he put a, he put like a minute and thirty four seconds of commentary up saying Wings Redemption's a fat shit, and he came all all upon this and like Woody allows me to be on painkill already and things like that. So I basically broke it down, like everything he was wrong. I pointed out everything he was wrong in, and then I pointed out the fact that he couldn't make a five minute video. He had to put a, a copyrighted song over it. <laughs> it's a good video. You should check it out. I should. I should. Yeah, that's. I mean, but if you re- if you respond to the haters all the time, then you're just going to perpetuate that same channel growth where everybody just subscribes. I to look hate, at it this you know? way. You're never going to get out of it if you keep embracing the hate. You know. Look at it this so you way. either have to decide: Am I going to make this content and not address it and not make trolling videos, or am I going to take the hate route and really try and max out views but have no respect? You know. Look at it this way: You can do both. All you got to do is when you pick a hater out. You gotta smash him. You gotta go, wham! Smash him like a roach. Then, then all the other haters are skeptical about jumping back up, but they still want to see there and see and get mad at you. So, well, how, maybe how if this was like a street right fight, thing? but like you no. didn't actually crush him. You wrote a comment, and he probably thinks he's right still, and they're not going to be afraid. They're just going to do like, the same thing he did. Video. And get you attention. use that bigger microphone you have and that bigger medium that you have, and you use it to crush his spirits. And then all the other haters are worried about you going to do it to them. So that t- that tailors back their little. Hate mongering. I mean, who who the hell was who the hell was I talking about? Keep talking, Taylor. I, I forgot what I was about to say. Huh? Yeah, can we take oh, a? Well, anyway, let me just keep talking. Can you take a quick what? break? I want. Can we all hang up and let me call back? I, I think the bandwidth on Wings's line isn't getting as good an audio call as my line. Two hundred and fifty dollars a month, bitches. <laughs> how, how many megabits up do you have? Eight. No, two, 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 two. Wait, did you get better internet recently? <laughs> I did. pay uh, two hundred fifty dollars for eight by two. You'd think that'd be fine. Maybe it's just the fact that they're used to me hosting the call. I don't. I just get audio is fuzzy. Audio is fuzzy. Like there's a lot of people fussing about the audio quality. Oh. Hang up and call back. All right, all right. Here we go. Everyone, hang up. I'm sort of trying to think of who uh, who it is that always. Crushes hate and gets successfully does it. I just had it in my head. Successfully crushes hate. 
Yeah, there, there was somebody I was about to give it as an example of that. You know, if you if you if you take a hater and you crush him, it kind of curl the herd. Is this a, like a YouTube commentator, like video game guy, or just a uh-uh. guy on YouTube? Uh-uh. Oh, is it a comedian uh-uh. in real life? A British yes. guy, thin, kind of handsome? It might be, yeah. What is his name? Yeah, yeah. People um, heckle him when he does a stand-up comedian r- routine, and he's kind of a genius at uh, at getting them back. I remember there was one time when he was talking about his... Uh, um, you know, some guy was heckling him, and he's like, you know... Your mother told me that that you would be here and that you would do this. You know, she was talking to me. She, she said something like this. And he takes like the microphone. He's a bit of a jerk. <laughs> 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 and he's like, and then the conversation continued, and he's got his hand over here, you know, as if uh, as if she was taking it from behind. So, uh, oh, they're all ha- they're all happy that the audio is fixed. But um, yeah, yeah, there are comedians out there who just you know thrive off that stuff. But that's. You know, I just want to say, everybody that questions my internet power, realize that I'm struggling to hold a four-person conversation on Skype. <laughs> Eat it, bitches. <laughs> yeah, I played on your connection. It was. Uh, it wasn't that good. It wasn't that good. My connection. I used to complain about it a lot. It was terrible, like a year ago. But shucks, Jimmy Carr. That's who I'm thinking of. My my chat got it right. Thank you. But yeah, um, Jimmy Carr is who I was about to think of too. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, about six months ago, I bought new internet. I, you know, bought an upgraded line, and now I have nothing to complain about. It, it could always be better, but it's good. <sighs> I wish I had a better line. I, I bought the best line I could possibly afford without taking me to the fucking poorhouse. Uh, but these are not these are other other worldly woes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's where you live in the uh, in the country that it's just they don't offer great internet connections right there. Uh, so, Taylor, tell us about your love life. We're all curious. <laughs> oh, well, that's a comfortable question. A call with a 12-year-old kid. Not hmm. Nothing against Advanced Oh, yeah, UAV. yeah. You- Advanced UAV, we're going to have to let you go. Thanks for coming on the show. Okay, thanks for having me up. Thanks, man. All right. That's man, it. we drop. <laughs> you guys act like 12-year-olds never underestimate movies and stuff. I bet he's jerking into porn right now. Jesus. Probably not just right in the now. Call with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, oh, he, yeah, PKA. He, mm. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I got two monitors here. Who knows what the hell I'm doing on this one right here I'm not looking at. Woody, Wings put that flashlight back that, in man. your mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, Wings, you were the one who was just in favor of having all of us broadcast what we're doing on the screen, you know? <laughs> if, you're, if you're, like, taking mid-podcast fapping breaks, that can't happen, man. <laughs> Uh, no, no. That is, I know Kyle does those. Taylor, I ask you because you've got one of the uh, most interesting sex lives of all the people I know. So share. Oh, I, you, you are building me up, sir. I am mm. not. I am but a plebe. You are uh, a legend. You are a legend, <laughs> right? And sometimes he comes to me with questions, like you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't even want to say the questions. I want him to lead with them. I, I, I there may be something he I mean, doesn't just, want exposed. Okay, there's a girl that I've been with recently uh and it's nothing serious it's just she and i having some fun that's it you know yes Ned, nothing i'm not like a super awesome love maker god or anything you you know why does this keep happening to you why do girls keep coming to you and saying like you know taylor oh no sir no no it is a numbers game if you hit <laughs> on enough of them you're gonna get a girl you but, know when you go to a bar 
you can't just like look at one girl and like the prettiest girl there and say, oh, I'm going to get with her and then have this like weird idea that she's going to want to be with you. Like, no, if you, you go buy a girl a drink, talk to her. If it doesn't hit off, that's fine. Move on. You know, it's but about dealing with rejection. I just don't remember having this kind of runaway success. I, like I, I, I would get girls. I, I see. I didn't tend yeah. to date lots of girls though, but you were like, you know, you always seem to have somebody who wants you just to be your body. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Don't don't make me feel like such a piece of meat, Woody. <laughs> I'm more than a pretty set of ass cheeks, you know. <laughs> how, how does this happen? Why, why do girls keep be, like? Maybe they, you're no, exceptionally they, they really skilled. It, Are you hung like a I horse? Mean, just tell it, it, Taylor. It, just tell because, him you have magnificent bone structure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really my cheekbones mainly, but I mean honestly, like I have almost no confidence whatsoever in my looks, and so every time I talk to any girl, I always always like must come off that I feel like I'm they're completely out of my league. Like that's just how I feel. Like I really don't. Uh, so I guess I really spend a lot of time trying to be funny, like which is kind of lame. But I mean, I don't know. I guess humor yeah, is the way to go. But it seems like the end result of this is sleeping on the first date and every subsequent date, and still no sir. No, sir. It's just the the stories that you tell are, Taylor, of course, the best stories. Taylor, Taylor, <laughs> have you ever have you ever got a girl to to fuck on the first date? Tell us the truth. Um. Yes. Yes. I know the answer to that one. I I have been playing zombies with him when all of a sudden, like his performance level drops off because somebody stopped by to perform services that on him. Is not true, sir. You liar. And Trevor and I were just hanging out that day. You have no proof. <laughs> No, no, dude. We're playing zombies, and suddenly, you know, the level of, like, jokes and banter back and forth drops. He's not getting the kills that he used to. He's not carrying me like he once did. We barely make it through a couple of rounds, and then he's back to himself. And then, I come to find out later, somebody was, uh, you know, helping him. And, and I just don't, <laughs> like, that. yeah, that, I bet. Never was you make I it like. Sound weird. I muted my mic, man. Come on. <laughs> I was never in my college dorm room when some girl was like, "Woody, Woody, God, I just have to blow you. Like, please allow me this this uh, this thing for you. I I I want my yeah. I don't I think I've ever had complete. a girl worship my penis to the point like she has to like stop out in the middle of the day. It's like, oh, get out of the doctor's office. I got thirty minutes for work. Maybe I can go blow Taylor. Yeah. See, that's not how life goes. <laughs> See, like that's how I imagine Ryan Gosling wakes up every morning. <laughs> Like, uh-huh. I imagine every time he steps out onto the street, every single woman just, like, has to hold a pail under their lady parts as they walk by. Like, because there's <laughs> oh, just, they, he is one man who every single woman loves. Ryan Gosling? Yeah, yeah I'm sitting there looking up pictures of him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I is... see what this guy looks like. I think he was in The Notebook. Oh, I know him. But he's not the guy I think of when I think of, like, the current It guy. I'm looking for, is it Matthew McConaughey? That is not the current it guy. Wait, isn't no. Taylor Lautner the new in guy? No, no, the other guy, Robert Pattinson. He's the, uh, the vampire. Who's the guy with the dimples? He has no abs idea. and dimples. Ryan is, is it... something. Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. That's who it is. Yeah. That's who I would say. Ryan Reynolds would be yes. the guy. Ryan Reynolds. That motherfucker's the total package. If I was to exchange bodies with some A-list celeb, I think Ryan Reynolds would be the one. Oh, I'd have sex with Ryan Reynolds. See, mine was less gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no, you got to go. 
Uh, yeah. If you were in a woman's body for a day, don't tell me you wouldn't you wouldn't try and you know get to know Mr. Gosling or Mr. whatever his name is, the other Ryan Reynolds. I'd probably just sit in the bathroom all day in the woman's like restaurant or like restroom. What would you do there? Chat it up and learn about women. Dude, you know, I don't think you're adventure, adventurous enough, right? You're like, if you were a girl, don't think you wouldn't, you know, go for Ryan Gosling. Dude, step up your game. Step up your game, you know? It, 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 for me... Okay, okay, show me wrong. What would you do? Michael Clark Duncan or Get the Fuck Out. I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's the big That's black the big guy, guy from Green Mile. Michael Clark Duncan. Isn't he dead? No, he's the big black guy from the Green Mile. Oh, oh, he's funny. I like his smile. Yeah, he was also in, um, is it Armageddon, the Bruce Willis movie with the asteroid yeah. where they drilled a hole? Oh, yeah. Is that, did I get the movie title right? Yeah. It's Armageddon. Now, wow, there's a... I, did, I did not know this was the guy from the Green Mile. Mm-hmm. There's wow. a man that'll teach you a thing or two. <laughs> I'd be afraid that he would eat me. <laughs> Yeah. Or actually, I guess I'd be happy in that context. Hmm. So anyway, tell us your trick. Tell us, is it is it a lesson? Is it a, an attitude? Is it a, a line? Is it something that you can help other guys learn as they enter their college years? How do you get these girls I mean, who just no, want your body? I'm not, oh. I mean, it's not my body. I'm not a good looking guy. Like, I'm pretty average. You're a good looking like, guy. As far as, like, it's just it's just taking rejection, you know? Like, when I first started going out, like, when I, well, I'm not, when I first started going and really flirting it up with girls in college for the first time, like, I, I would get really, really offended and feel shitty when they would show that, like, they were flirting with me and then they didn't want to, like, get to know each other more. And I would take that really personally and be like, wow, I'm such a dick. Nobody likes me. I'm a loser. But then eventually you're just like, wow, yeah. you know, you can't just expect things to fall into place. You just have to, Nobody you know, else has a just, flat tire. Time to kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. You need to you need to think about it and be like, you know, shit happens. You got to move on. Hmm. So now you are now, ta- now Taylor just cruises up to a, a whole herd of, of birds and be like, hey, bitches, who wants to ride in the car? Yeah. Now, hey, uh, yo, I got I got hella's retweets. Right <laughs> <here for you. laughs> now I see you rolling into a bar like one percent success rate. Not a problem. Yeah. I can hit on a hundred no girls. Hundred percent. Yeah, so that's the one percent success like rate is success. Sorry, we keep talking over each other. Yeah. Fifty no's and a yes means yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, since we just said advanced UAV on, I would like to read this article if we can. Oh, this is a this is a first. Are you going to read an article to us? Well, it's not really a, a whole article, but it's like four or five paragraphs. Do you have can a link, link in, the chat? in the chat? Yeah, 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 I can link it. If that's what you desire. Helps me when I'm reading. Well, basically, it's about sexual predators on Xbox Live. Oh, my God. A <laughs> 12-year-old boy was like any boy his age, playing video games on Xbox Live when the prosecutor says he met a predator, Richard something, of Greece, New York. The two chatted using their game consoles for three months when the predator pursued the boy to come to his house and gave him repeated sexual abuse. Damn. <laughs> now, it's, about, it's an article basically talking about how predators what? are using Xbox Live to get raped with 12-year-old kids. So is this something Advanced UAV needs to worry about? Maybe. We have seen dangerous people using gaming platforms to lure unsuspe- unsuspecting children. The level of interaction amongst players is astonishing. It's a really dangerous vehicle for people who would abuse this process. 
So there's how do they like how do they find this kid? Did he like give this guy his address or something? By leveraging the online identity information, all registered sex offenders are required to provide. We are able to help potentially in harmful situations. Wow! So Microsoft can help catch these people, but um, yeah, I don't know how they turned it into real life. A lot of times it's social engineering. A lot of times they just I don't know. Get the kids. Hey to Billy, you're from my are. hometown. Come over. We'll play. We'll listen to the stereo. <laughs> that happened to me. Did I tell that on another painkiller already? Yes, Wait, I use stereo. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell me what what is this story. Uh, well, I've told you got it already. Into a man's home. No, I'll tell it already. So uh, this is like the fast forward version. I used to go to a video arcade on the boardwalk where I lived. I was maybe twelve or thirteen, almost every day, and. Um, there was a, a grown-up there who also played video games. But to me, like, one of the, one of the grown-up superpowers is that they have nearly an endless supply of quarters. You know, like, that's... A grown-up can play arcade games without even worrying about money, and this was just amazing. So he would sometimes slip me quarters, or sometimes I would play pool with this guy, and, you know, he would pay for the games. And, uh, um, I, I don't know, like, a week, two weeks into the, to the relationship, if you call it that, um, he tried to get me to go back to his apartment. And what he did is he said he had an amazing stereo. And he named the brand of it, but I didn't really know stereo brands or anything. But he just assured me that if I saw the stereo in his apartment, that I would be, you know, thrilled and blown away and excited by it. And I was even kind of tempted. Like, you know, it was, a, it was apparently a booming system. And I was missing out by not seeing it. But then just the whole notion of going into some creeper's apartment and i was like you know this seems like it might not be safe like this could be some sort this of scam be getting asphalt. yeah <laughs> right you know like <laughs> i'm it's a cool stereo but am i willing to blow him to see it <laughs> no but <laughs> so uh um in the end i decided that i shouldn't leave the arcade you know that i should like stay in a public area and not accept his uh his invitation but um i was like Halfway out the door, to be honest with you, like it, he was really persuasive and charming, and he had something that I wanted to see. And you know, he had our conversation had like drifted from the central area where like the machines and pool tables are to like the door, and then in the end, it was like, nah, forget it, um, I'm not going to do this. And that's now here's that, a question that was me nearly getting lured in. See, and that, that really is just social engineering because, like, if you look at the way, like, you're raised to look at men in, like, our society, it's always looking at men as potential threats, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if you look in India, like, you, it's completely normal that, like, an adult would invite some kids to come over and hang out just because that's what they do. They're a lot more communal, you know? You're not taught to think that there's a rapist behind every door. And interestingly, you're never suspecting women of being, you know, the rapist behind the door. It's like, you know, they, they yeah. teach kids, like, you know, if you're lost and you can't find your parents... Go pull on a woman's sleeve and ask her for help. You know, don't do it to some guy because his, you know, he most likely will just rape you. Yeah, there's a good chance that he's just a rapist that you picked out of a crowd. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, aha, these kids keep grabbing on my sheet, my, my, my coat, and you just take them away. Yes, clearly they want to blow me. That's, <laughs> that's the behavior of a 12-year-old who wants some. Um, oh, Pat. Here's a question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Could Microsoft engineer like their Xbox Live code to let, like if you had to register as a sex offender on Xbox Live, that wouldn't put you in the game with children? Um. Oh, that is retarded. That is. It ridiculous. might sound retarded, but it sounds like something that could be done too. 
Wait, why is that so retarded? I mean, like, that just seems like a big, just convoluted way to solve a problem that really isn't that big, you know? Like, the reason that we hear about a story like this is because it's so weird and so strange that it's newsworthy. Like, How, how's, how's to say that just because this one case didn't make it on news, there's a hundred other cases that, did, that didn't make it onto the news? Because when little white boys and girls get raped because of a video game, everyone in the conservative media would leap on it. If it happened more often, we'd know about it more often. The thing is, you only like I, I don't mind the concept, but the only way I could think of to put it in practice would be to require everybody to really self-identify yeah. when they set up for an account, right? You know, yeah, that's what I don't like. Yeah, like that's it, just it Taylor be the same thing as Taylor shouldn't have to give up his social security number. So that Microsoft can figure out if he's a sex offender, when you know he like it, it really invades everybody's privacy to catch. Yeah. A tiny, it, it's tiny it's just like you're saying, social engineering again. Like you're a rapist until proven not a rapist. You know, we just assume they're all bad. Hmm. What's the oh, age limit Paul. for Xbox Live? How old do you have to be? I think thirteen. That's still kind of young to protect yourself. Like, if it was 16, I'd be like, you know, at 16, I expect you to have the head on your shoulders to keep yourself out of you know, terrible situations. At 13, I expect someone to be on your side to keep you my, out of this. Situation. My first question is, how does a 12-year-old get over to the guy's house? Well, who knows? Did his daddy or mommy drop him off? Did the, is that what the article said, or did he go to... Yeah, no, no. The kid went to the guy's house. He convinced him to meet him, and he started sexually abusing him. <sighs> that's not good. That is very much bad behavior. I mean, it seems like he must have been talking to this kid a lot to get him to come over, you know? Like, this mu- like, must have been a really long, premeditated thing. Not just, like, how long, an, how long an instance of being on to get Xbox Live. Come over. Not like an instance of being on Xbox Live and this guy being like, you want to get raped? And he's like, I'll be right over. No, like, Taylor, no, it's a numbers game. Taylor. This guy probably got rejected a hundred <laughs> times and then he eventually found a 12-year-old boy who wanted some. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you and your pro rape views. Oh no, don't even joke. <laughs> uh, my chat is filled with this why did Hutch quit thing, and I don't know. I don't think that oh. no, anybody knows except for probably six people, you know, that are closest to Hutch, and I'm, I'm not one of them. Um, yeah. I, Hutch hasn't told us anything. I mean, like, is Hutch going to d- walk into the sunset like Shane? Most likely. Who's Shane? Shane. You never seen Shane? No. Uh, does he have a last Shane name? Shane is a cowboy western. Oh. There's a western called Shane. It's probably he, before he my comes, time. It was before your time. It was before <laughs> my time, too. <laughs> he basically comes and helps the family out, and he ends up getting shot, and he ends up riding off into the sunset. That's where the whole thing, riding off into the sunset, went into. You don't know if he lived or died. He just rode off, and that's the last you ever heard of Shane. The mysterious radar. Hmm. Well, I hope we know if he lives or dies. Yeah, my, you know, my like, money's on him living. <laughs> yep, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to... I'll take that bet. <laughs> um, <laughs> somebody wrote in my chat, you want to get raped? I'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, so, you know, I, I, I don't know where he went. I hope, wish him the best, and uh, that's that. I know he took, I guess, a month off from Machinima, right? That was pretty easy to see. He was not on the channel. And then he came back for two weeks, and then he decided that it wasn't for him. So uh, that's uh, where he is. He could be getting a case of the burned outs. Like you do usually. That's usually about every five years. I want to switch jobs for some reason. That's just something in my blood. What will your next job be? 
my next job, hopefully doing what I fucking want. You know, occupation is to do what I like, but realistically, mm-hmm. my, I figured my next job would be something like an auto zone or something like that. An auto zone? Yeah, I'd love to get paid mm-hmm. for doing what I want, but there's not much of a market for, like, TV watchers. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, I hopefully I can ride this YouTube thing long enough so I can be financially stable. Like, all my bills are paid, so it doesn't really matter what job I do. You know, go work in auto zone or whatever. You know, something I want to do, like mess around with cars, mm-hmm. do something like that. I mean, it's by by no means the wisest career choice out there, but I, I haven't really put much thought into it. I've actually looked at branching out a couple times from YouTube, but obviously they failed. <laughs> Lost a lot of money doing it as well. You talking about the so, restaurant? Right, yeah, the restaurant is one of the things I was talking about. And um, right now I'm just on the on, – right now I have the tax problem and all this stuff, so I'm trying to get back on my feet. So maybe six months down the road, I can look for branching out for another exit plan. Because an exit plan is something we all should be thinking about. Because how long can Call of Duty stay popular? Like, I don't think I'm going, tied. Are to we going to be Duty. like the Halo problems? I don't huh? think I'm tied to Call of Duty at all. I think you know. I, I'm not tied to Call of Duty. Period. Yeah, I'm really not. I, I Skyrim's my biggest live stream success ever, and um, you know, I heck recently I did an MS Paint Let's Play. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was hilarious, but not everybody liked. Um, but yeah, I think I can go switch games, become competent in it, and uh, you know, switch from there. The big I, question is... I think I'm in the same position as you, Woody. Yeah, yeah. I like, think more people are than they know. There are only a few people that guys subscribe to really for gameplay. <clears throat> Most people, they subscribe to them because they're like, you know, like, oh, I know Jordy. I wonder what Jordy's doing today. I wonder what he has to say. And they check it out. Oh, yeah, honestly, my, my channel isn't contingent on gaming anymore even. Like, I mean, I like zombies, but for the most part, if I just had to change it and no longer play video games, like, obviously I'd lose a good chunk of my audience, but I don't think I'd, you know, fade away entirely. I think I could build up again. Hey, I want to ask the panel. I have a video idea, right? So picture me in, like, a hotel at PAX, right? And then I walk up to a, an automatic door, and I, I just, like, wave my arm at it like I'm a Jedi, and the thing parts, and I go through. And, and I say, automatic doors make me feel like a Jedi. Is that funny, or will the world explode? That's, that's old. That's, that's played out. I've been, I was doing that back in the day in high school. <laughs> Wink started that shit. No. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, was... you could make one, and then Wings could make one and show how how you did you know it what that wrong sounds like, he's Woody? the original. What? what that sounds like, Woody, that that would be good, like a good end of a video video. Yeah, Just something to tack like on to something. Flip. All right, I think I I like that. I'll, it, it can't stand on its own, but it could be perhaps part of a video idea. Yeah, like I had a video of me failing to pull a, a plant out the ground with a Chevrolet truck. You know, I'm like, well, this can't Wait stand on its own. Your but truck sure couldn't pull a plant video. out of the ground. Huh? Was it a really strong dandelion or something? <laughs> yeah, what it is is that all the all the all the uh, stems came straight up out the ground. It had nothing to hold on to, so the toe strap went all the way up it. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure the truck can pull the pull the plant out the ground, but <laughs> I'd hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm pretty sure Woody's truck could probably do it. Oh, he says that like it's an insult. <laughs> Even Woody's <laughs> truck can pull up a plant like that. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like Woody has a much smaller engine than I do. That's like a yo mama joke in the truck community. Like, man, you can't even pull up that plant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, my truck could do some pulling, I suspect. I got four wheel low. Yeah. 
tug on something. If you were some form of, you know, demented serial killer, could you tear a victim in half, do you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I could. Man, but, okay. you, the real you question is, Wings, you know, <laughs> picture like, um, uh, you know, the, the tow, the ski boats that tow, like, you know, 75 skiers behind them at once? Yeah. All right. Now, picture corpses tied, you know, one side to a tree at the end of your truck. How many corpses could your truck pull apart at once? Well, are we talking I like, mean, right, say, right a Ryan top Reynolds of my head, I was going Right off the top of my head, I'll say nine. Nine? I figured people? round nine is where you'd probably start getting into, like, the abundance of strength, like the like the string kind of idea, where if so many people are together, you just can't rip them, or you'd have a premature rip somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know, I'm assuming we're not going to braid the dev corpses into rope. <laughs> <laughs> my God. <laughs> but... I don't know that I could do nine. I have this notion that human bodies are actually tougher than you might guess. Like these are durable items. And it, I, I, see, I'm, I'm thinking the opposite. I, I'm thinking like I, you wouldn't even need to hit the gas to rip a human apart if he's tied to something. Like you could just let the weight of the truck roll forward, and it would just just rip him. Really? I know. No, I think people have got a little you know toughness to them. Well, let's see. Well, there, there's what's, what's that thing? The torture rack. How yeah. much? Pressure. Yeah. Torture rack is a good, good is a good question. How much pressure can a torture rack put on the human body? I'm gonna do. Much. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that a truck is more powerful than the torture rack. I'm gonna go on a limb and say you're pretty much correct. Yeah. But how much powerful is it? Like, is it 300 times a torture rack? Because a torture rack can rip a human in half. And that's just a hand crank. Yeah, somebody get the mythbusters also- on the phone. <laughs> How many corpses can you tear apart with a Ford F-150? <laughs> You're about to find out in tonight's episode of <laughs> Mythbusters. <laughs> like Serial Killer Edition or whatever. Um, this, is, this, is a, this is a question of our, of, our, of our generation. How many bodies can you tear apart with a truck? <laughs> yeah, I really want to know. I'm Googling it. Google knows a lot of stuff. Does it know how much strength it takes to... <laughs> Pull well, at the same apart. time, I'm thinking like when we were changing the universal joints the other day, we were trying to pull it out with a C clamp, and my brother he twisted the C clamp so hard down it actually bended the steel, and this is tempered steel. See, it's that like, pro- implies your brother Crook is uh, is pretty durable. Well, that no, that implies that you know you can twist something so hard that it would actually bend steel. Yeah, so but not even how, one part of it is made of steel. Back, <laughs> The question is: A question is, if my brother can do that with a C clamp, how much pressure can a torture rack put on the human midsection? Because if he could, if he could grind something down with his bare hands, like twisting it like in a vice type thing, till the fact the fact it would bend on itself. Because I know the torture rack is capable of ripping the human body in half. All right, I am reading here that it takes about four horsepower to tear apart a human. But All I, right, you guys are looking oh, up actual hell, facts. Do the math, go. then. Yeah, I know. What do you have, like 400 horsepower? Like, I'm not convinced you could tear apart 100 uh, my, people at once. My Silverado has 285 horsepower. Hmm. 285. Divided by four. That just seems 71.25 like... people, Woody. No way you could rip <laughs> okay, apart 71 and a quarter people. people. Hand to feet, hand to feet, like a human rope, and then you drove really quickly. Well, obviously, think, like, only one would like, who, break. Who would you lose? I think maybe yeah, in that situation, you're talking about weakest link. It's possible that like 
a couple com- YouTube commentators in a tug of war could do that. This is maybe an experiment we should try at PAX East. Yes. We'll just grab like I Jericho or someone you know who maybe looks easier to pull apart than average, and then we'll use him for a tug of war. I think White Boy would be the best one. He's White got Boy would be a great choice. Too. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the oh, best choice yeah. would be Hutch, but he probably obviously ain't going to be there. <laughs> Hutch is. Yeah, if you're going for just like the long, thinnest person, Hutch is there. Yeah. Trevor's yeah. also really tall. Keep that in mind. He's a viable option. You know, when it comes uh, to really thin people, gamers are a pretty rich, like target rich environment. And I'm the complete opposite. I eat all the other gamers' food. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean that, like, you know, I'm looking around. Like, you, you, there's Hutch, um, Gold Glove, T-Mart, um, Jericho. Like, a lot of these guys look like, you know, you might be able to pull them in two if you had enough my, help. My Ford can pull 116.25 people in two. <laughs> Dude, that is like, I just don't believe that. There's no way. Because that's like assuming that for each additional person it's just the same amount well, like I'm looking at it like needed, this. I'm looking, like, I'm looking at it this way. There, there's units of pre- like, for example, like my Chevrolet is 285 horsepower. If you hook 285 horses to it, it's going to get pulled with the horses. It ain't going to pull those horses. There's just too much weight there. There's too much power. But like horsepower is like, how do they do it? So how you calculate horsepower? It's, it's, it's a unit of measurement. Do you think it would they would rip in the stomach, or maybe their arms would pop off or something? I think their arms would pop off before the stomach. Yeah, I'm would thinking rip. that too. What do you think, or Woody? like if you tied it around the head, it would, I think the spine would come out kind of like a zip cord, you know. I, I don't know if you guys remember this. Uh, I don't know if like you guys Mortal Kombat. In, yeah, like Mortal Kombat. I, I, don't, I think the head would come off before the spine came all the way out because the spine has to tear through a lot of muscle to come out. I think it would break off before that happened. I just yeah, like the I visual. Anything from from movies, the spine's coming out. <laughs> yeah, it, unless you're implying that what I'm seeing in movies isn't factually accurate. Then yeah, the spine just pulls right out. Hmm. Oh, I saw Hunger Games. Um, I, don't you, I don't know if you guys remember that case back when they, they had a bunch of rednecks. I think it was in Alabama that hooked that black guy up by his head and drug him down the highway. His head was what? the last thing to come off. Well, that's because it was attached to the truck. But yeah, obviously. That's like saying you know they they drug him by his arm. And by the way, I don't condone. I'm not pro dragging people behind trucks. Just to be clear, but. Like, if they attach me by my arm to a truck and drug me around, and you can't just say, like, dude, his arm was the last thing to come off. I'd like to specify that I am in favor of dragging people behind trucks. <laughs> I, I always said that if I had, like, a child and somebody would kill that child, the, the, the world better save me from him because I was going to drag him to the police station behind my truck. That would be so awesome. And turn myself in. Yeah. So like, <laughs> all right, here, here, here's your perp. <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> Alright, Taylor. Wild West We've used this question on PKA before, but I want to know your answer. If you were to murder someone and get away with it, what would be your tactic? Plan the perfect mm, murder. This is interesting. Here's what I would do I'd break into his house and put antifreeze in his milk. You'd put a really bright blue that, liquid in his That wouldn't white work. Liquid. That wouldn't work? Oh, no, wait. most likely he'd take a few sips, realize that it wasn't milk, and it was actually a greenish-hued yeah. antifreeze. No, 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 and then no. Have I can totally like see this like... scene, right? Like, Wings is trying to kill some guy. The guy, like, tastes his milk, and he's like, Honey, I think this is bad. You have some. And then she tastes the milk. <laughs> the whole family. <laughs> For sure, antifreeze is a lot stronger than that. The kid is like, I want to try it. I want to try it. <laughs> All right. 
I'm just saying like this. Like I've seen antifreeze eat through. I've seen antifreeze eat through concrete. I'm sure, sure, you know, drinking some of it would kill you. Antifreeze doesn't eat through concrete. I don't know. I smell lots of it. Huh. If you take a if you take a 100% antifreeze, pour it on concrete, come back the next day, it would have ate right to the ground. I've seen that happen. You can't tell me that's not a lie. The thing is, I've done that and it hasn't happened, so I don't know how to resolve our difference there. I'm gonna have to go get it and try it. You know now. What it sounds like what? You, it sounds like a YouTube video. <laughs> Dude, worst YouTube video ever, right? Like, watch me pour antifreeze on the ground, and then like tomorrow, it just evaporated. And it's like, all right, shucks. Sorry, guys. It's a lot like water because that's my. <laughs> I, all right, I'm gonna say some evil fucking shit right here. Why don't you put milk in his antifreeze? I know and then he'll get milk when he's I, trying I, to. I don't know. The, I don't know the like the scale differences, but like I know people that put antifreeze in like milks of cat, like cat milk, oh, and like feed it, kill all the cats that come to his house. Yeah, I've I've heard of that from an accidental standpoint. Like if you um if you leave antifreeze out, that sometimes cats or even dogs will come along and taste it. And I'm told that antifreeze used to taste good. I don't know if it still does. I, I I think maybe it doesn't anymore. But um, that antifreeze used to taste good, and animals would come up and, and eat it, or drink it, I should say, and die. So that's... But Wings, usually, like, you have some really, like, intense methods of this, like, vengeance-seeking. Yeah. You know, like, why, why, why so, We're like, trying calm? to kill somebody and get away with it, though, here. See, but yeah, normally I mean, you're, you're like, if... you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to his house... I'm going to make a spear out of ice, and I'm going to stab him with it, and then the murder weapon will disappear, and I'll feed the body to the hogs, and then all of a sudden, like, you, you have this, like, elaborate plan, and, and then I'm going to... Yeah, Wings you... is like, I'm going to beat him to death with the broken dreams of his friends and family. Like, that's <laughs> always how it is. But this time, it was just so much more tactful. Threw me for a loop. Well, you, you asked me the question, like, if you want to get away with it. The best way to get away from it is to make it look like you're not doing it. For example, you break into his house, you take some shit, and you fucking you spike some of the stuff in his refrigerator with some sort of poison. He comes in after he cleans everything up, pours him a glass of milk, drinks the glass of milk, and all of a sudden he dies in his sleep. Taylor, what's your I method for killing with, someone? I would stab him with an icicle. That seems like a good way to get get away with it, right? I just said that. That happens that. in movies? Yeah. You did? Oh, I didn't even hear you. Like 20 like, seconds it. ago. Yeah, yeah. You need another one. All right, all right. I gotta think. Um, <laughs> Here, how about this, Taylor? How about this, Taylor? You knock on their door, then you take one of those fucking tanks where they where, where they have the air gun, like they use to shoot cows in the head. You put it on the little eye thing of the door and hit it as soon as you see. Honestly, them I would just fill a That's syringe no with for air and then stab him in yeah. his carotid artery. Did you say if, oh, fill a syringe with air? Yeah. No yeah. way a syringe of air will kill someone. Yeah, it well, will. What? Are you kidding? Air in your that bloodstream? Light? Yeah, you're dead. A little air? Like a syringe? A tiny bit of air. A tiny little bit in your bloodstream. You're dead. Google. <laughs> you can hear everybody typing. Yes. It's called air ebolism. Alright, I have three sources. The first source says... It's an air embolism. First source says yes. I just want to know the amount of air. Yeah, it has to be like a, a large bubble of gas. 
which I'm sure that would be enough because I've seen plenty of movies where people have killed people that way. <laughs> There's actually a nurse that would kill people that way. Yeah, I actually have read about suicide nurse. Three hundred yeah. milliliters can be lethal. Uh, you need a bicycle pump. Was a syringe like five hundred milliliters? No. Bigger than that. Syringe is bigger than that? No. They're saying you need there a bicycle huge, okay, pump. Okay, like there are huge syringes. I'm thinking like a fat ass, almost like turkey oh. baster sized <laughs> syringe, and I'm just gonna jam in there and be like, oh, like, like. All right. Not, the second one the says it's a myth, with some exceptions. I remember as hearing as a kid that a single bubble would kill you, and that's not the case. A small bubble in your vein is not harmful. If you send a large bubble to your heart, it can create an air embolism. Airspace takes up an enclosed area like a blood vessel. It can prevent blood from getting past it. But even then, it may not kill you. It may cause an infarct, which sounds silly, but it's actually serious, I assume. Well, yeah, but if I stabbed him right in, the, in his carotid artery, like, that's it. You're done. Like, a, a decent-sized bubble... In the vein that provides, like... Would immediately break up wondering, smaller bubbles. You know, a, med- a medical gray syringe is five milliliters. And uh. what is a turkey baster? <laughs> 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 it, that's, I'm going to go ahead and say that's enough to kill you. Out on a limb. I don't know. Somebody's telling me I should put antifreeze and Gatorade so it masks the taste. I think my wife is watching the show. Jackie, send me a text if you're watching Painkiller already. She says I'm scaring her. Perhaps it's all this murder talk. I'm trying to look up how much air it takes. Uh, here, here's a good question. What could you put in milk that they couldn't taste but would kill them almost instantly? Um, cyanide? Arsenic? Um, I guess cyanide would be the best thing. Didn't they used to take pills for that, like suicide capsules in like World War One or two, or if you got captured? Yeah, you'd take cyanide one. capsule. Yeah. Yeah, and those were pretty small, and I mean that doesn't take much. All right. How about they... I just pour some Zyklon B down the throat? Come on now. Just go pick some of that up from the local, you know, store. Where's your the Zyklon local B? Local Nazi propaganda shop. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the. What's your name brand Zyklon B? Here's your non-answer, Taylor. Uh, they've done experiments in animals, and it shows that the amount of gas necessary to create a deadly air embolism is quite variable. It depends on other factors such as body position. Hmm. And I'm, I'm sure it depends on which vein yeah, or artery it, it, you injected into. I've seen two sources now that confirm it takes a large bubble of gas to be lodged in the heart. So the carotid artery, I think that... Might come. That goes to the brain, so I guess that would yeah, be the one, then. That might, that might not be the one, right? You need something that's re- on the return path to the heart. H- how about this? You how know what? I'm just going to get a samurai sword. Screw this whole thing. <laughs> I'm going to get a samurai sword. Or, you know what? Hell, I'm going to buy a bunch of freaking lawn darts and then come in, throw in like a goddamn lunatic. You know, mm-hmm. no tact, no discretion, because we've already, you know, established the presupposition that we are not going to get caught. So I'm going to – it's going to be a scene. It's going to be a massacre, you know? I, I've, I've thought this through. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cut. A, I'm going to take a skill saw. I'm going to cut a hole in the garage door, knock the motherfucker out, put his neck into the garage door hole, and then just make it make it go up. <laughs> There's wings. There's wings. There you go. Oh. I'm going to take my mag light, bash his teeth in to prevent the police from identifying the body. I'm going <laughs> to going to cut all his we'll fingers and toes off. And just start throwing yeah, them out the window. And then it, is freaking. <laughs> 
no, I'll let in him hell right now. I'll let him bleed what? out in the pig pen, and uh, the hogs will eat his dead body, and uh, they'll never catch a print from me. What could go wrong? You know another way you, could, you know, another way you could do it. Get get a nice piece of chain link fence, and then take a n- nice couple pieces of uh, you know something to weigh it down, like a couple rocks or you know a couple a couple weights from Walmart or somewhere. And to weigh the body down, you put the body in between the chain link fence and drop it in the river. And that body, that chain link fence will keep it down. And over time, the water will like erode the skin away, and it will pop up in the little feet. feet. The fishes will eat the pieces of skin that are popping it through the chain link fence. And eventually, the, the skeleton will stay down at the bottom until they, the only way you can get rid of that is to drag the river. They only drag the river if they have a probable cause. And I present to you the return of Wings of Redemption. <laughs> Dude, wings, what the fuck, man? <laughs> well, the, the body bloats with gas and naturally wants to rise to the top of the river. So when the oh body bloats with gas, it's going against the chain link fence, which is eventually going to cut no, it No, 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 I can hear you. I can, that is just so remarkably specific. I imagine you, like, after you're done with your daily commentary, sitting in your room, like, with a huge notebook and just crumpled pieces all about, and, like, as you write these plans, and you're like, oh, no, that won't do! And, like, just summoning more and more demented, ridiculous things. It's good, though. You should do a whole series on these. Because these are things I could never even think of. I would I would never even imagine that. Mm. You would be a good murderer. He may be a good murderer, and you don't even know. Hell, if my channel goes down, you may. You know? It's a good murderer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I mean, the best way to commit a murder... Is to make sure you're not doing it at all. It's kind of like shooter. Like, um, what's the oh, best way dude. to kill, kill the African president? Shooter inside the U.S. president. I bet you teach abstinence only in school. <laughs> like the best way to get away with a murder is not to murder at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, the point oh is God. to murder and get away with it. Just like condoms. Or something. We have you got to teach people to properly. Talk. <laughs> Uh, teaching absence doesn't work. Why don't they just give people like the the information that they need? Like you know, instead of saying don't have sex, kids, tell them stuff like you know, if you actually do have sex and you and you have sex without a condom, the pre cum on your dick could actually get the girl pregnant. So always use a condom. Why not give them useful facts like that instead of telling like, well, you know, Smokey the Bear doesn't want <laughs> you to have a little bear in your oven, <laughs> you know, some shit like that. <laughs> that was totally fucked up. <laughs> How'd you gotta get all pedo on it? Like you got a mustache over there? Like you know? <laughs> uh, uh, what was I gonna say? I totally lost my train of thought with Smokey the, the pedo bear. The Here's um, the worst thing I've seen that somebody's done recently. Somebody killed their daughter, and he left her body in the crawl space of his house, and then moved without bringing it with him. Hmm. How the hell do you do that? I don't know. That seems like a bad idea. That seems like something you wouldn't forget. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's my there's my grown daughter I killed earlier, and I left her in the crawl space of my house. I'm gonna let somebody else come in this house and have the water and shit hooked up, you so know, they can find the body. Wait, wait, you just forgot about it? Like almost like, oops, forgot to put away the milk. You know, like yeah. When you're in high school and college, Jesus. Any like thought of teaching abstinence seems terrible. It's bad for a couple of reasons. One, you know, you're like, oh, it's totally ineffective. It doesn't make me want to not have sex. And two, like, what if it convinces someone else not to have sex? That's bad for me, too, right? That's the thought process in, like, a high school or college-age guy. But when you become, like, a dad, you're like, you know, abstinence only, that's making a lot of sense. 
And, and not that it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> but it, you, it's definitely more attractive. You, you're like, you know what? The policy that made a lot of sense to me at 17, which is just hook a brother up with some condoms, doesn't seem as attractive to the fatherly version of me. Well, then I'm still on the other side of that equation because I think <laughs> hook a brother up with some condoms is a much better approach. <laughs> because, like, if I mean, kids don't not have sex because they don't have condoms and because they don't know anything about it, they're still going to have sex, you know? It just that's, it doesn't work at all. It they works a little. At my, my high school, like, and I've, it was I've, ridiculous. Never my, in my high school, my, my buddy, Phil, if you're out there, what's up, dude? Um, he would temporarily get cock-blocked every time they taught, like, not having sex in health class. And for him, it was ridiculous. He's like, we've had sex, like, 90 times. 91's no good now? Like, suddenly, <laughs> you know? But it worked, at least temporarily. Yeah, a, t- a whole five days. <laughs> Something like that. Instead of having the baby on Mar- September fifteenth, they're having it on September twentieth now. Exactly. Now. Both of you know that's very exactly little about conception, but yeah, that's <laughs> you miss your hot week. You're you're missing a month. That's how it goes. Pretty yeah, I'm pretty sure that's science. Something about it. I don't know. Yeah, something there. What do you guys think about the blackout on April twentieth? I think it's worthless. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, People always want to uh, do something that's free to them. Like it, it's almost like the gas thing. Every year you see when gas gets high, people are like, "Let's not buy gas this day." When, when all they're gonna really gonna do is they're gonna fill up before or afterward. Oil comes to get the gas money. It's a blackout on Modern Warfare Three. What it is, people on April twentieth, they don't want anybody to play Modern Warfare Three. Have the servers off, pretty much empty, just sitting there on. And some reason they think it's going to cause Infinity Ward or Activision to make drastic changes in their in their scheme of things. When in reality, they, they're losing money regardless if people are on those servers or not. Okay, so I don't want to like get the wrong impression of what this is and like attack a false idea. But basically, it's just people not wanting to play Modern Warfare Three on one day, April twentieth, to stick it to Activision. Is that right? Kind of. It, it, I, I, that. That's part of it, but and I know I think you're headed down the road of this is ineffective, Activision won't care, etc. But it's more of a protest. It, it's more along the lines of, like, look, on April 20th, we're all going to speak with our voting feet, if you can call it that, and let them know that there are a lot of things about this game that really make us unhappy. You know, land support is, is terrible, and you ran down a list of a bunch of things that were actually pretty relevant. You know, heck, I'm bothered that the chat quality still sucks. If you pop in Black Ops today, you're going to be like, oh, I forgot chat didn't have to suck. But you pop in Modern Warfare 3, and it's like, eh, this is how it was back in 2009, or it's 2007. That's that's how the chat quality is. So anyway, they want everyone to not play on April 20th, and hoping that that will catch Activision's attention, and they'll say, oh, this list of eight or nine issues, perhaps we should do something about it. Bad Spawns is one of them, I remember that. I mean, idealistically, it sounds good, but it's not—it's not going to change anything because anytime you have a protest like that, where you just plan a predetermined blackout, where you've already established that you are going to return with your services and your pocketbooks, you know, the next day, it, nobody cares, you know. On like, the other it, it's hand, it's not going to change anything. I, so I kind of agree with you, but if you're trying to make a change, how would you get Activision's attention? Like it—it's—it's it's easy to bet. Don't buy the next game. That's it's the real blackout. That- it's easy to bet on failure. Betting on failure, I can nail it. Like here, I'm going to list a couple of these, and I bet I'm 100 percent right. The um, the Mariners will not win the the World Series. 
the Jets won't win the Super Bowl. Neither of you will win the lottery. And, uh, I don't know. Soccer won't be big in the U.S. It, it's easy to sort of predict things that won't happen because a lot of things don't happen. How do you make something happen? What you do is when Black Ops 2 or whatever the next installment is going to be called drops in November, you have people don't buy it for a week. It would it will send them into a panic and they'll be ready to listen. Honestly, that is a good idea. What but, was it? I mean, just think about it like this. Oh, like, the next one not wait an extra week. Not the next one, Call of Duty. The next one. You got to cut them off of money, hard money, and you got to have them stressing that they might not get your money. The well might be drawn up. They might have just wasted, you know, a hundred million dollars, and nobody's going to buy their product. Yeah, that's really the only thing you can do because they make all that money on the release date. And I mean, just I mean, April twentieth—that's not I mean, a big day in gaming. That's in the middle of spring. That's when people don't care. I mean, at all even about then, gaming. or even then, here's one better: when they they usually offer like pre-orders about what six, five to six months ahead of time. Yeah. Nobody pre-order. Yeah, don't pre-order it. That's a good one as well. And then, like, we're not going to pre-order until you until you fix your current game. That's what if they make option. promises? What if they say stuff like "No Last Stand" and you're like, "All right, you got my pre-order." No, 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 no. No, they'll say "F Last Stand." <laughs> they made promises "No Last Stand" on this game. I know, I know. With fucking guns. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get really angry and make a video. Don't think I won't. Don't you think <laughs> I won't do that? <laughs> I'm just saying, you got to hit them at the pocketbook. They don't give a shit about you not being on their server. They could care less if nobody played Bottle Warfare 3 from tomorrow till the next one comes out, as long as you buy that next one. Because they're not really making it hand over fist anyway. Because the, the, we all agree the initial sale is where the money's at, right? I mean, it, and is this blackout? I don't really know what the, where it's being orchestrated. Is it like on YouTube with like personalities promoting it? Or like where is it kind of? There's a, a fairly well-worded video that has um, no copyright claims on it, so you can upload it to your channel. And a handful of guys have, you know, done that. I think okay. it's but I mean, like, even then... I look at it this way. How many gas protests have you seen? And I'm still paying $4.10 a gallon. Um, I actually like the game. Like, I, every multiplayer I game I've ever game played has flaws. My body. I like it. I, I'm so... I feel like I'm the only one who likes Modern Warfare 3 sometimes. But... I like Modern Warfare 3. I like Black Ops. I didn't like Modern Warfare... I, I had a good time playing Modern Warfare 2 a lot. But to me, it was the most flawed of all the Call, all Call of Duties dating back to uh, 2007. Uh, I liked World of War for what I played it, and I liked COD 4 a lot. Um, but, it, you know, if, if Modern Warfare 2 didn't have noob tubes to attract everyone's attention to how broken that game was, if it wasn't for the care package and javelin glitch and all that other stuff then people would have started calling the ACR as unbalanced as the FAMAS. You just hardly noticed that some of those guns were so good because the noob tube ruled everything. But yeah, that ACR would have had the FAMAS reputation if the noob tubes weren't there to distract people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as the blackout goes, I think it's a good idea. But mm -hmm. think about it. Like, even if you take every single person who watches all of our videos and the whole community and they all black out, that's still a tiny little fraction of the gaming community as a whole. Just a tiny little dot, you know? Like, that's not going to make a huge wave. I'd say it's at least 40%. Dude, no way. I have There's tons over a of million friends who play video white games. Boy. There are tons of people who play video games that I know in real life, look and here, here, aside no, from like two, none of them know about this community at all. Like none of them Taylor, know what I do until I explain. Taylor, it. look at it this way though: White Boy has what a million one hundred thousand subs right now. If 
he had every person subscribe to him not get on Call of Duty for one night, how many people are usually on Call of Duty? Four or five hundred thousand a night? You're going to drastically reduce those numbers with a million one. I mean, obviously, not them are going to get on at the same time, but th- periodically throughout the day, you're probably going to drop 30 to 40 percent of the numbers. I mean, there's impact there to be that, had. That's possible, but once again, like you said, that wouldn't change anything because they really don't care if you're not on their servers. You know, that's not they the don't. issue. If you want to black them out, you have to do it where it hurts, the pocketbook. You just don't pre-order, don't buy the game. But you're which, asking me, you know, like, not only am I going to buy Black Ops, I would pay 200 bucks for Black Ops to get it early. Oh, yeah, so would I. And But that's because, to me, these issues that people dislike, it's not a big deal to me. I'm not that adamant about it. But, I mean, for other people, if that's that big a deal to you, go for it, you know? <clears throat> hmm. But I hate Modern Warfare 3 with every fiber of my body. I just want to put that out there. Why? I like uh, Infection. I think Infected is a lot of fun. Yeah, it is fun for, like, five games, and then it's like, oh, this again. I like Infection. In the new gun <laughs> like, game thing? That's I like cool. the gun game. I like, I like um... Uh, what's the thing that that like box of demon guy came up with? All or nothing. I think that's fun. Um, I'm, I'm liking. I, oh, and I love that they gave out new game types. You know, I, I like here's that. What I, here's what I feel like I'm getting. I feel like I'm 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 at work. I'm training somebody that's constantly fucking up. But every time he fucks something up, I have to fix. They're giving him a million bucks. What? Like oh, Infinity War. Like look. Black Wait, Ops is spectacular. Black Ops is one of the best games they've ever made. Everybody agreed. Black Ops is the only Call of Duty that came out, and everybody's like, "This might be the best one they've ever made." What? Whoa, and Black whoa, Ops was wait, pretty wait, much wait, well wait, received. Wait. The one thing I won't agree with is that everyone agreed with that. There were definitely a ton of people saying Black Ops sucked. Something they were calling well, it I'm, boring, boring, boring. We're talking at, about consensus. At this point in April of Black Ops lifecycle, boring was the watchword. Everybody was yeah. saying that, that Black Ops was so boring, the gameplay was slow, they wanted to go back to Modern Warfare 2, they wanted to go to Halo, they wanted to go anywhere. Black Ops was boring. But, now, with that it's not the most current game, they look back on it as if it were the bee's knees, to remember my 1920s vernacular. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, now they're saying Modern, Modern Warfare 2 is good. Out, when Modern Warfare 2 was out, the franchise people were hating point. that. When um, COD 4 was out... Blaine Tooth was selling No Frag Times 3 t-shirts. Excal was going crazy. You're, you're trying, to, you're trying about, to put picture eyes as this trend, but Black Ops, even though people called it boring, when it initially hit the shelves, it wasn't considered the worst game ever. Modern Warfare 3 out the gate was considered by a lot of people one of the worst games that ever came out in the Call of Duty franchise. Even to no. this day, I'm, I'm going to say it is the worst. I think that I Modern Warfare played. 2 was way worse. Mm-hmm. I and, you know, honestly, my, my least favorite CODs are COD 3, which is a, just an abortion of a game, and, Mon- and uh, World at War. Like, I, I like Modern Warfare 2 more than World at War just because I don't like the guns, like the World War 2 guns. I just don't like that, you know? I feel I like know. Infinity War should be canned. They should not be allowed to touch the series again. Hmm. I feel like, um, so, World yeah, at War... Because it feels like they're getting rewarded. Oh, Infinity War didn't do it well this year. Treyarch will get their back next year. Based on, like, the... I don't know, 12 hours I have in World at War. It seemed like a good game, but I'm cautious about really stack ranking it because I don't have the kind of time in it that some other people do. But all the other CODs from COD 4 up, I spent a lot of time in. And uh, World, I think Modern Warfare 2 is the worst one. I mean, it has to do with what you like in a game. Like me, and I really like the, the aesthetics one? and Infinity the game type War. way more. It wasn't more. because and... of the game. It was because of Infinity Ward. Why is Modern Warfare 3 sorry? Because of Infinity War. The no, game has got it's, it's got a solid base. Is the developer not willing to do anything to fix it? That's not true. They fixed a lot Modern of Warfare stuff. 3. They rebalanced a lot of weapons. The only problem with Modern Warfare 3 
What did they rebalance? They still got a Kimball weapons running around. They still got fucking. They rebalance those. You know, rapid fire on submachine guns. They changed the hip spread on the Akimbo weapons to make them less powerful. They changed the hip spread on the Type 95 to make it less powerful. They changed. Oh, they changed a lot of when stuff. When was the hip fire? When was the hip fire on the Type 95 something that I was worried about? It used to be a big problem because it was almost shotgunish in the same room. And it was How about like the fact one they kill changed the MP7 to not having recoil? I don't know the if MP7 they changed is recoilless. Yeah, the MP7, the MP7 has more recoil The MP7 has very, very little recoil. But to me, I use hip fire on SMGs so much that like it doesn't matter if they all have no recoil. I hardly take advantage of that. But the, hit, the rapid fire is what makes submachine guns so strong. The, the ability to go without stalker and just run around rapid firing people. That's what I yeah. That's how I like to use my SMGs. I rapid fire from the hip. They need to take rapid fire completely out the yeah, game. Yeah, I they love need the rapid fire weapons completely out the game. There's a reason Halo got rid of them because they were overpowered. Yeah, this shit's out the game. Hmm. I think you don't like rapid fire SMGs, especially because it's not a play style that suits you. I use them all the fucking time. Do you? I use rapid-fire SMGs more than I use assault rifles in this game because mm. rapid-fire SMGs are better than assault rifles. A, a rapid-fire P90 with a silencer has almost no recoil, a 30% larger clip, and I get to run as fast as humanly possible. You know, I was going to do a commentary about this, and I still may. I don't see that many Type 95s around. Type 95s have this reputation as It's not being, good against submachine guns. Type 95s have this reputation as being, like, this ultimate noob weapon, right? Every, oh, my God, Type 95 suck. They're terrible. You use this thing. Anyone can do well with a Type 95. Out of this world, over the top, complaining about the Type 95. But when I play in game, there aren't that many. So there's two things that could be the cause for this. One, Call of Duty players are just honest and just and don't want to do overly well in the game with powerful weapons. Or two, the Type 95's reputation has been stretched, and it's actually not that OP. It's not it's OP. definitely number the one. MP7 better than it. <laughs> you know, like, when I was in Black Ops, AK-47U, especially early on before, the, you know, they, they kept patching it, and uh, the FAMAS were widely used weapons. You saw them all the time. But uh, you go to Modern Warfare 3, and you don't see tons of Type 95s. So, I mean, I don't even think the Type 95 is that great. Like Wings said, when you're going up against a rapid-fire P90 or a PPM9 or whatever PP, that thing is, yeah, it, it that just doesn't help. Ridiculous. There's nothing that you can do against that. Even if you do get a, a couple good hip-fires with a, with a burst gun, you just can't compete. Not up close, but you're not supposed to, right? When you have a Type 95... You can't compete medium-range either. <laughs> yeah, medium-range, if they're using the, uh, the MP7, they're just as screwed if they have rapid fire. Right. MP7 can beat you long range, because what, five-shot kill long range? MP7 Boom, does done. not beat an assault rifle long range. And, and the reason why is it it's, it's really hard to aim an MP7 across the map compared to like a Type same, 95. They have the same sensitivity as an assault rifle. How's it harder? I, I, in my hands, it, putting, aiming a SMG across I, the map well, is way not, harder. Let's take it out of your hands. Let's put it in Incredible Orb's hands, because that's I, pretty much all he uses. The reason <laughs> he uses it is because it's the best weapon on the game. He uses a mouse, too. But, um... Uh, yeah, it, it, what do you think, Taylor? Don't you think putting a, a like a red dot Type 95 on target is a whole lot easier than an MP7 with rapid fire? No, I mean, long distance, yeah, it's way easier just because the way they design assault rifles in the game is to make it more conducive to long-range firing. But, I mean, 
the fact remains that even like a if you're a better player than the other person, even if they have the angles played right and they have a burst weapon and you have the MP7 and you get into a conflict with them, you're going to win almost every time, even if it's medium to long range, just because it's not that difficult to get it on target. Mm-hmm. Like for for an average person who doesn't play the game that much, yeah, it's going to be significantly easier to use um, an assault rifle long range. But for someone like Wings or you who is on a lot, I mean, it's just so similar; it's about the same. Or at least that, that's what I, I get mean, from what The only difference saying. between the MP7 and the uh, Type 95 range-wise is the MP7, if you move left or right, you're going to move faster than the, the Type 95. Yep. I'm, I'm seeing it in my chat, kill right? Over here. In my chat, you people are saying the MP7 here. wins at all ranges. Are you serious, Woody? MP7 I'm, is easy if serious. you're not dumb. No, no, I'm reading. Um, someone else said MP7 at any range. And to that, I say bullshit, dude. Like, it... If I'm in the same room as you and I have a striker and you have an MP7, I like my odds. You know, striker beats everything I can think of at close range. You know, when you're in that I'll same rapid fire MP7 and a striker is pretty much the same weapon. <laughs> no, striker's better. It, it it it's broader, it's wider. You don't have to get on target. You just I can walk into a four on one in the All same right, look, room. Look, look, with, well, wait we a just, minute. Now we break it down. Like. Let's put that striker in the hands of somebody that struggles to aim, and now let's put you know incredible orbs coming in. He's gonna shit on that striker player, and then he's gonna outbeat the guy coming well, up the stairs. So are you suggesting that good is players do better player? than bad players? Well, of course they do, but it, it, by and large, if you need to clear out a room, it's hard to do better than a striker. You know, if you get in that same room with a bunch of people, you can get all four of those guys. If I see four people bunched up coming to me at um, you know the loading dock on Dome, you know where the, the ship crates are and stuff. If I see four people in that little room at that spawn point, that striker's going to clear out all four at least half the time, which is fantastic. Whereas with an MP7, you got to kind of one at a time. You know, pick that guy, pick that guy. You're going to be lucky to get to number four before you run out of bullets, before um, they get you. Oh, so, yeah. A striker is like a free-for-all winning machine. Up close. Because it is just perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. Up clo- You're right. Free-for-all, you get a lot of close-quarters battles because everyone on the other team is a... Uh, um, Spawning right beside you. <laughs> well, yeah. Because everyone on the other team is on the enemy team, I mean to say. You know, you think of it as like, oh, there's only eight people in there. Yeah, well, there's like seven guys on the other team. You know, it's it's a lot of people. But anyway, and then like you said, they spawn right beside you. Um, but yeah, yeah. So people act like the MP7 is the best at every range, everything, every... No, 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 no. It, if it's a across the map, in my hands, Type 95 is probably the best thing around. We're talking about overall. Like, in, in my opinion, MP7 is the most overpowered gun to ever grace the call. But there is no overall. There's playstyles. MP40. Right? There, there is there is overall. Like, no, if, no, If you no. want a weapon that you're going to destroy face with, close range, medium range, long range, the MP7 is that weapon. Wings, 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 wings. You played World at War. You have to admit yeah. the MP40 is the worst gun to ever grace COD. No, 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 no. MP7. The MP40 had a downside. MP40 had horrible amounts of recoil. What, People got over it by hit fire. Any distance? Three no. If you uh, use jug, three, I'm with Taylor there, but I still disagree with him. With stopping power three with jug, any distance. But the fact is, if I had a Gewehr and I and I ran to an MP40 medium range, I would beat him eight out of ten times. I would rather you have a. Yeah, yeah, there, there is no worse gun than the Gewehr. The Gewehr sucks ass. Like, I can convince you that, like, you are much better than the Gewehr. I like the Gewehr. If I were playing against you at the MP40, I would obliterate you most likely. Just because hell, it's an easy oh, game no. with that gun. Taylor, there is no the situation on this earth in which you would beat Wings. God damn it. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying. Here's the <laughs> thing, right? I, I agree the MP40 is one of the most OP weapons in the history of Call of Duty. However... Flash, um, 
Danger Close Noob Tube is the most OP weapon ever in Call of History, all of Call of Duty history. Yes, yeah. it is. I was talking more about just guns, like that, just ready made. I, I, I yeah. still, I'm still going to sit here and say the MP7 is worse than the MP40 because I, I played World of War, and like a lot of people, a lot of people went back to Call of Duty 4. I played World of War, and the MP40 didn't bother me one bit because I would beat like an amateur MP40 user every time. If the guy was like really top of the tier player, yeah, he's annoying with it. But if yeah, it's but just like, like you know, if it's Mr. 1.5 KD, I play the game on the weekend using the MP40. He's not going to beat me with my Gewehr. Here's why I think it. the weapon balance in Modern Warfare 3 is not that bad. When you look at the guns in the lobby, you see a lot of them. I see people using shotguns. I see people using assault rifles. I see people using the PP90, the MP7. I see them using the, um, uh, what's the other good SMG? PP90, the MP7, and there's another good SMG. But I see... I like the P90. The, the P90 is pretty good. I don't see it a ton, but the P90 is certainly a good weapon. Um... In every lobby, I see a lot of different guns, and I see people complain that every single one of them is OP. If you go to, um, like, Black Ops, you, you saw, like, three guns in the entire lobby. It was the FAMAS, the AK-74U, and, and you didn't get the same kind of variety in guns. You know, heck, I walk into different maps, and I'm like, oh, I think I'll play SMG on this one this time. I think I'll play Assault on this one this time. I think I'll play Shoddy on this one. And, like, I feel like I have options. Like, I have different play styles I can employ and, and navigate the map in a different way based on which gun I'm using. Modern Warfare 3, I think, is more balanced than people give it credit for. Now, I'll admit, there are probably six or eight guns that are better than the other 20. But in other Call of Duties, it's like, you know, <laughs> MP40 or GTFO. Like Noob Tube or GTFO. You know, ACR or, or, you know, Go Away. Or, I, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of different guns being used in Modern Warfare 3 lobbies. It's not everyone running around with just the Type 95, which they imply is so OP it had to be taken out of MLG. Do you ever see people with light machine guns, ever? Because I don't. It's pretty I rare. It, what happened is Trevor made a video about it, and then like it actually notably increased the uh, the popularity of it. I started using it. I started. It turns out a thermal... Oh, someone help me with the name. I can't remember. It's an it's an LMG. L86LSW. That's the one. Can you say it slower? L86LSW. Okay. If you put a grip and a thermal scope on that, all the bullets go in the same hole. And you... just, just remember this, Woody. Light Squad Weapon. LSW. Okay. Wait, it's the first one? It's the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have no kills for any of these. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a while to earn the thermal scope. It's one of the last things you open, so it's kind of like getting damage and range on a shotgun where you have to suffer through it. But once you get a thermal scope for that weapon, all the bullets go in the same hole, and you can actually compete with it. You know, it it's a it's a decent gun. You know, I, I don't think it's a rapid fire PP90, which is probably one of my best guns. But it's uh, because it's one of the best guns on the game. Yeah, it, it, like a rapid fire PP90 is like a, one of I think six guns that you could argue are really powerful. You know, if I run around with a striker, you'd be pissed every time I how hit about a, kill. a CM901? Like, what does that stand up against? I just got a Moab with one. I like that gun. I just you might like the gun, but it stand, But if you go and run up against the MP7, you're done. If you run up against the PP90 rapid fire, you're done. Yeah, I. It's fun. Like I mean, you <laughs> curtain call. I got a Moab, and I've only had one. I don't typically go for him. And I like that it, like, so I started off with a silenced PP90, but, like, five kills in to that life, I didn't have scavengers, so I had to pick up a CM901 off the ground. And then I got, like, my next 20 kills with the CM901. And I think it's cool that, 
Like, that's the gun that I finally got my Moab virginity robbed with, if that makes any sense. I don't know. But um, That was a good Moab, I, it, I just saw it. Oh, did you did you catch that? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty, yeah. like, I thought it was pretty legit. You know, I was sitting there, like, holding down CDOM a lot of the time. I wasn't, like, camping, waiting for people to walk by or anything like that. That's not how it went. I navigated the entire map during the course of it. Is. Yeah, I liked when you specified about how, like, some people are always like, I play the objective and I get Moabs all the time. It's like, you don't play the objective in real life then because you're not laying on B and you're not, you know, throwing claymores in high traffic areas, like, really fighting for, for ground. You just sit back and kind of pick people off and then throw an airstrike and say, I'm playing for the team. Like, no, you idiot, you're not. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mean it to be a negative thing, but that's, like, it, it, check out my live stream, right? I'm, like, insta-sprinting for the flag that's most hotly competed for the moment I spawn every single time. That's, like, I instantly come to life, and I'm there. I'm nading B or whatever, and, and it's dangerous. You know, you die in it. And um, that's that's how just I play. Just do what I do. Just grab five of the best players you can get and just never have to worry about the flags. <laughs> in, um, that's a in, good strategy. <laughs> in Black Ops, I used to play with a team a lot. Actually, it, it, the second half of Modern Warfare 2 and in Black Ops, I played with teams a lot. In Modern I, Warfare 3, I, I, find, I, I find play the solo. The problem with domination, I don't like. Say that again. I find the flags are the part of domination I don't like, so I eliminate that part of the game and just go straight to the spawn killing. See? Yeah, I like how Wings plays every time like that. He's like, hey, I need people to uh, do everything for me and don't get too many kills. That's Wings, it. we once like, had a thing. That. You were going to do like a, a road to more defense than Woody, and you just quit on that. You're like, I ah, forget it. I don't want to. Well, I quit, I've quit playing the game. I haven't played the game in about a month now. Oh, okay. I, 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 like, I ran out of gameplay. I'm like, well, i got to play now, or I'll just ask for gameplay. You haven't played Modern Warfare 3 in a month? In a month. Wow. I was going to live stream it tonight. I, I actually had a Facebook post that, like, didn't work somehow. I was, Like, I posted up, like, hey, everyone's missing from PKA. I'll just live stream Modern Warfare 3 tonight. But instead, we have PKA. What are you going to do? But, um... Well, what, what games have you been playing, Wings? Like, Skyrim? I'm playing Battlefield what? 3 on PC. Dude, you know what you should play? MS Paint. It's freaking awesome. Takes a while to get I as good as that. me. <laughs> you didn't happen to catch my yeah, video, I just, did you? Uh, I just prestige. I, I could draw circles so. and I could draw X's and stuff. And like, if they're like uh, one of the little triangle figures that like pre make well, it bigger well, for me, I could do those as triangles well. Triangles are OP, noob. <laughs> <laughs> Any shape that's not a circle is for fag. <laughs> <laughs> did you catch my MS Paint video? Yes. Uh uh-uh. Oh, I thought I did a let's play of MS Paint on the. Like I said, I was going to get into PC gaming. And uh, I drew a naked chick with, like, big boobs, and then uh, I wrote Moab across it. <laughs> I'm spinning on I myself. I couldn't even do that. You're way ahead of my MS Paint skills. <laughs> if you saw it. Like, something about, like, the last, whatever, like, 45 seconds of the video, when the girl's finished and she's all, like, <laughs> arms out with boobs showing, it, it cracked me up. You should have brought Jackie in and said she, she gave it thumbs oh, up. Oh, man, if she came in and, like, matched the pose... <laughs> that would have been perfect. I For wish one of I... your videos, you should get that blown up and laminated and then sign it and just have it like framed behind you as you're doing a vlog. Yeah, and don't mention it, it like, don't say anything. <laughs> just have it blown up and like you can have your name written in like a really fancy artist cursive in the corner. <laughs> God, that look good. A nice mahogany frame. The big titted yellow Simpsons code one. That would be perfect. <laughs> oh, I want I'd that. Buy that. 
Like, I'm looking behind me right now on, on the screen. I'm like, man, is there a spot where I can fit in a big Dennis Simpsons character with horrible hair? Uh, oh, yeah. And then just Moab emblazoned across the front. <laughs> <laughs> the video's recent. It was this week, if, if you guys... I see some people in the chat, like, when did he put it up and stuff like that. It was, it was probably... What's today? Thursday? It was probably Monday or Tuesday. Uh but yeah, MS Paint Let's Play. I was thinking of doing a calculator Let's Play, but I think the idea might be a little played out. Like I think I need to play an actual boob and stuff in there and like hell. Yeah, you know, like you know, what is it? Like Dolly Parton's fifty nine years old. Her boobs are too, too, too big. Do you know the whole thing? Yeah. So she took like five pills a day times ten weeks, and then you know she ends up boobless. You turn it upside down. That, that would be funny. <laughs> All these kids and their newfangled calculators don't get it. Yeah. I, hmm. Oh, is there a way to record, um, like, iPhone games? Like, I've been wanting to do Mail Monday over Temple Run forever. Like, is there a way to do that? Get you a nice camera and a tripod and... <laughs> I don't know. Go a hard eight style. Have to figure it out. What was I going to say? Oh, people want to talk about Hunger Games. Wings, I didn't catch your review of the movie. What did you think? Well, let me go ahead and let me go ahead and throw a disclaimer out here. I have no way or shape read the books, nor do I care to read the books. And I feel like in my world that a book, a movie based on a book, should stand on its own two feet. I should not have to read the book to understand anything in the movie. But that being said, I felt like the movie was rushed. It was. It's a three. It's about a three-hour movie. I, and they just had a lot of content they tried to get on the screen at one time, and they didn't thoroughly explain a lot of the story. It's PG-13, so you have 24 people going in there, and you expect, you know, yeah, I'm going to see a lot of dead kids in this movie. You don't see a lot of dead kids. You see, like, six on-screen deaths, and they don't explain a lot of the story, and they don't really kind of explain a lot of the things, such as the sponsorship <laughs> or how the... Yeah. Let me interject. I'm going to go ahead and say that I thought that the amount of child death was pretty acceptable. <laughs> like, that's not my biggest thing I about it, though. I like, really like the movie. I mean, I agree with Wings that there weren't enough dead children in the film. <laughs> Wings is sitting there, like, everybody else is, like, crying when that poor little girl dies, and Wings is like, this is bullshit! She's the first one? Like, <laughs> where's the rest of these kids? Like, <laughs> like dude! You know, like, 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 honestly, if Wings were in that game, like, they, it wouldn't even end. Like, these kids would be so scarred, they would just be found, like, rocking back and forth, just horrified. And Wings is like, alright, they all forfeited. Like, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's funny. Wings' movie review leads off without, with, with, like, a lack of dead children. But, uh, please carry on, Wings. So, there were 24 well, kids. You only saw a couple of them die. And like, and like, they have this relationship between Peter and Katniss that seems to be played on. Like, you kind of even see it in the movie. Like, for example, um, Katniss actually presents. No, Peter presents Katniss with like he loves her and this kind of thing as an angle. So Peter automatically comes out with him like falling in love with him. Like, you know, because he loved he loved Candace and he actually deeply does, and he's using it as a gimmick to begin with. And then Katniss kind of goes along with it during the film, even though she has her own little sweetheart over there in Sector 12 or whatever it is. And sounds that like you got part it all. of the movie... Huh? It sounds like, like you let off saying, I had a hard time following it, but it sounds like you followed it expertly. I, I, I did follow it as expertly as I could. I try to pay attention to details in movies to do an effective movie review. Mm-hmm. 
but it, it just seems like it was so rushed. Like at the end of the, at the end of the movie, it, it it just went to black. And seeing like after the movie, I went and looked it up. There's going to be a second movie, but they did not hint at a second movie at all. They kind of left it with Pete and Candace being like king and queen. Honestly, and I like was, the premise because like it's just cool when you see people like hurtled into a situation where it's either do or die. But I know that it was difficult to understand at parts. I didn't read the book either, but as a whole, I enjoyed the movie just because I think it did a good job of like conveying a message and showing a really good character like, development. I also felt like the Hunger Games was rigged. Like even even the little Spartan kid at the end, even like I said, like he had lost it and he didn't realize it till now. Like. The fact is, the game, you know, surviving wasn't part of the actual game. The game was how how good a dick you could suck. If you could get yes. the people that like you, they would make you win regardless. Yeah, Wings, it sounds like you, like, know exactly, because you remember the black kid who uh, was, like, one of the finalists? Yeah, he and just, then they just by the damn dog yeah, they just summoned some dogs to kill him, like, and that was all they did. They didn't give him a free chance. They didn't let him try. They just orchestrated their own little scheme to make it – it's like WWE – Except yeah. you don't you don't make a lot of whoever money. Puts on the best, whoever puts on the best story wins. Yep. The Spartans they teamed up and started beating everybody up, so obviously they're the bad guys. The underdogs are getting cheered for, so yeah, the underdogs get to win. It wasn't about a personal skill and like where was the survival part of it? So Well I mean Well there was a girl. why did why did why didn't they burn that fucking tree she climbed up of? I agree with that. Like, that would have been like a good tactic. Like, Burning trees is they, actually really hard. And then well, they, they just even if they didn't want to burn the tree, Woody, they had a bow and arrow. They could have just shot up in the air until yeah, they yeah. finally got her. It's like, yeah, not I like she was talk about this. I need to interject here about the, their stupid bow. Like they they shot two arrows from directly under the tree at the worst conceivable angle at this girl who has no route of escape whatsoever. And instead of like someone saying, "Hey, why don't you take ten steps backward and then shoot her in the back of the neck?" Everybody's like, "Nah, we'll just you know wait." They didn't even put a person to like stay yeah. awake to see if she climbs down the tree at night and runs away. Yeah. They all I go to sleep. The only, I can't be the only person who saw all those people sleeping, and I was like, all right, if I were in that group, I would be awake right now cutting everyone's throat, you know? Yeah, like, like who's exactly not going to do that? Like, you trust these people that are destined to kill you, knowing only one person can walk out of here to sleep yeah. beside them? All right, all right. I need to jump in, because I love the movie, and I, I feel like I'm the only one. Um, no, I loved it. Yeah, I thought the movie was great, and and I had here's here's where I'm coming from. I didn't read the book, but I did have my daughter next to me, and she read the book. So if I had any questions, then you know, I didn't even need any questions. Every time anything wasn't perfectly in line with the book, she wanted to volunteer. So, you know, you know how book readers are, right? You know these people. No, 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 that's <laughs> not right. <laughs> in the book, they knew on the train that this or that happened, and you're like, really? That is a really insignificant detail. That for you means the world, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So I had all the sort of you know details filled in as I needed them, and I thought the movie was amazing. I walked away like, wow, we have our next Lord of the Rings. I can't wait for this trilogy. I thought the movie was incredible. I know, I know, I know. It did lack <laughs> child death. <laughs> there, there it lacked was... child death. It lacked, re- it lacked reason. It had plot holes the size of, like, New York potholes. It lacks some reason. I'll, I'll do that. Like, the whole thing about sending two kids from every district to, you know, battle it out as a way to keep people oppressed really seemed like you were, they were just creating terrorists. That's a terrible government strategy. You know, if you kill two people's children annually across all the districts, then what's actually going to happen is they're going to, like, fire RPGs at you from across the way, much like they do in the Middle East. But um, yeah. I was able to overlook, you know, little inconsistencies and, you know, what I'll admit is a glaring lack of childhood death. 
and and, and it's part, disturbing. Did you not expect more, Woody? Listen, did you not expect more people to be dying on screen when you had twenty four people knowing only one could walk out? I'm actually going to say I, I that actually, I am on the opposite side of wings for this because in the very beginning, that kid, like that little cute boy who was really young, like he ran straight to the pile of all the weapons and stuff. And you and the, it showed a few close-ups of him, and that really got you to empathize with the character, and it makes you think that he's going to play some role. But then he takes one step out and just gets massacred immediately. And to me, I, that was like, whoa, what the hell? This isn't going to be the kind of movie where the, the cute little kids get some sort of advantage. I felt like, I felt like they lost a scene there too by going the first point of view. When they go to the cornucopia right there at the beginning and they all, all, the little, all the little kids get beat the fuck down, why didn't they have the scene where they showed the Spartan you know, districts teaming up with some of the weaker districts? How, where, where was that debate? That could have been a part of a good movie. Yeah. I, I mean, but you have to keep in mind, you're also overlooking the fact that they had goddamn eagles the whole time in Lord of the Rings. Who forgot to mention that? Well, <laughs> There's going to be plot holes like this. Oh, go on. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and let me just tell you, you there's see, no justification. You don't see the eagles in the in the movie, so you don't know they're there to the end of the Return of the King, obviously. Well, no. So Gandalf, Gandalf knew, knew they were there. Yeah, Gandalf, Gandalf was knew they were there, but, but see, you're not filled in with that when you're watching the movie. You're this not, is, but afterwards, in the end, from not reading the book, you look at this thing. I want to go right to the book. The book says the eagles did not want to interject because they did not want to be a part of it. Fuck them. Yeah. The Eagles did not change their heart until the very end of the movie, kind of like in the you know the Wrath of the Titans where Hades changes heart right there at the very end of Sunday Chronos. It seems to me that um, the, Gandalf didn't really put any effort into convincing the Eagles to join their their cause, and that the Eagles could have just flown them over to Mordor, dropped the thing in, and uh, had them back for lunch or second breakfast or whatever he was going to have. Yeah. Now, now the Hobbit's coming out in two years. <clears throat> That's going to be tight as fuck. Uh, now here's a question, and I don't want to, I have a question, I'm going to come back to The Hobbit. On Hunger Games, I thought it was awesome, I really can't wait for the next one. I am not, like, uh, a rabid reader, I think, I'm really impressed by people who read constantly, I think that's a neat character trait, I'm not one of them, um, but I did get the second book. I read on the shitter. Hmm. I did get the second book, so that I can, because I was so interested in what happens next, that I'm going to read, uh... Hunger Games 2. I forget what it's called, like Catch Fire or something like that? Catching Fire. Catching Fire. Another book kind of like that. I, I just started reading uh, Game of Thrones, that series, because mm. uh, I saw one episode on the HBO series, and it was just so great, and I wanted to read it before I watched anymore. But uh, that's awesome. Have either of you read that at all? No, but no. He, here's what I want to ask. No. Um, the Hobbit is coming out, right? Do you want to see yes. it in 2D or 3D? 2D. 2D. Yeah, me too. I just recently I saw... 3D gives me headaches. What's the number... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to mess up the guy's last name, perhaps. Is it John John Carter? I got it right. John Carter. I saw that movie. And uh, did you guys see John Carter at all? Not yet. No. Okay. It was, a, it was a pretty big hype movie. It was a huge budget. I think they spent a quarter billion on it or something like that. And uh, it's a guy from, like, uh, the 1800s, like Cowboy Indians time. And uh, he goes over to Mars... And, like battles and for some reason on Mars he can jump really well and there's a lot of special effects it was a high budget movie and I saw it in 3D in a modern movie theater in Hollywood and it sucked and it was just like it, it, I, I need a sharper movie I like the thing to be crisp I like to see good cinematography because I'm into photography and videography I don't want to pretend that I'm actually talented it, it almost I'm looks into like a VHS it. you're right I, when I grade 
when I watch movies, I I like the the cinematic effect. I, I like to see the video work. You know, I'm looking at Hunger Games, and there were a bunch of scenes in there with noisy ISO setting, and I'm catching stuff like that that maybe people who don't have the same like you know hobby in it wouldn't care about. And when I watch 3D stuff, the whole thing is just so blurry. The whole thing is the lack of sharpness ruins the movie for me. So I'm I I love the concept of 3D. Maybe the next gen 3D will be sickness. worth it for me. It's it, to me. It's I the get sharpness. motion sickness on 3D. Do you? Yeah, I, I can't take it. It just it's, it like messes with my head so bad I can't enjoy the movie. That's probably why I didn't review Revenge of the Titans. I seen in 3D because that's all they had left. Revenge and of the Titans. Like, oh, I'm Wrath mixing. Of the Titans. I'm sorry. What are you calling it? Wrath of the Titans. I called it Revenge of the Titans for some. There's reason. like three Titans movies. What's the one with the football team? Remember the, Remember Titans. the Titans. That's the one I'm thinking of. That trilogy I'm made no about sense about whatsoever. Team, not about yeah, as I watched, the, as you watch the three of those, I don't even get like how the characters went from one a movie in the trilogy to the next. Like it was just, I was completely baffled by it. I'm like, this is a football movie. Then it's all of a sudden, the the second one is a uh, like a I don't know medieval times dragon movie. Worst trilogy ever. Yeah, <laughs> didn't make any sense. No, no. cohesion. <laughs> Thank I got you. so attached to that black guy, and then he wasn't even there. He like changed into <laughs> some kind of dragon. I don't even know. I was so bombing with that joke. Thank you for coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> oh, your <no>. help. <laughs> well, what were you going to say about The Hobbit, though, Woody? Oh, just that. I was wondering if you wanted to see it in 2D or 3D. Oh, 2D. Oh, all the way. There's yeah, one where I, I read the book. I want to see The War of Seven Armies as crisp as possibly. I don't feel like it makes me sick. I just it's really distracting for me. Maybe someday that it'll be like clean enough. I was kind of let down. Enough, I didn't get to, but not now. I was kind of let down that smog wasn't in the trailer of the Hobbit. Oh yeah, he will be though. He'll be in the movie. Uh, obviously, he's going to be in the movie. The movie center around centers around him. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm saying that like I what I really hope they do is that they take the classy route and they don't do like a Michael Bay atrocity where they just take the most like advanced like CGI character mm. and just give it like 45 minutes of screen time. Like if there's a dragon or a transformer <laughs> in a movie, I want it to be so downplayed and just made I like a I want to be cool like a camera sitting character. up in the top of a cave talking to somebody. I read a Roger Ebert review where it compared Transformers to children in the kitchen banging pots and pans for 2 hours. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the Transformer movie. Imagine at all. that, Woody. You like, you're just watching your kids in the in the kitchen. And you're like, man, this is pretty good. <laughs> it just, yeah, it's like, man, that's uh, that's totally what it was like. So yeah, that, dude, they all want us to talk about that? Hutch. My chat is filled with like Hutch, 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 Hutch. I don't, I don't know what else I mean, to what say. What to talk about? Yeah, Hutch was one of the original Call of Duty commentators. Um, then he moved all his. Then he got a respawn. Um, partnership, like much like I do today, and he moved most of his content from his personal channel over to Respawn, and then he got a job at Respawn, or Machinima, I should say, and he worked there and made lots of um, like vlog-type stuff with Sark, and um, then he decided not to work there anymore. He, he stopped, he took a month off from Machinima, and then he came back for about two weeks, and then he decided that uh, he was finished working in this scene. You know, he said he wasn't going to tweet, Facebook, or post on his channel anymore. And uh, Hutch has always been a nice guy. He's kind of an intelligent guy, and um, that's... Uh, More power to whatever the hell he wants to do. It, 
Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, right? Whatever yeah. he does next, I bet he does it pretty well. I bet that whoever's hi- whoever hires him is is pleasantly surprised with, you know, what they get in Hutch. And um I mean, I'd like to add this. Hopefully he doesn't go back to waiting tables. Hey, and if he does, more power to him. Doesn't like it, it he even though he's a public personality on YouTube, he like I feel like a lot of fans feel like he somehow owes us another chapter in the story, which he doesn't. This is his life. If he wants to go and do well, another maybe, job, maybe he play, let maybe him do whatever he wants. You know, about yeah. That I mean, who are we so to say what he's it. doing? But I mean, as far as like him leaving, he was really the first commentator to put his feelings out there and like wear his emotions on his sleeve and be really candid with you. And that really changed the game because he was the first Mm -hmm. person I watched where I didn't just think like, oh, uh, I'm going to watch and figure out where I can be better at COD or how I can do this and that. I watched it when I was like, oh, I'm genuinely interested. I want to learn more about his life because I'm empathizing with him and I really feel connected, you know? I watched a Hutch video where he moved into – so I think he used to be a roommate. <clears throat> with a guy, and uh, um, but even though they were roommates, it was kind of like a like it wasn't an equal situation. I, the way he seemed to describe it was like he was crashing with his friend, and then when he moved in with his girlfriend, like he couldn't post gameplays for a little while, and he did like a vlog, and he's like holding the camera up, talking to it as he drives from one location to another, like in San Francisco, and it was an exciting like step in his life because he was gonna move in with his girlfriend and they were going to I think when you move in with a girlfriend everyone's kind of trying marriage on for size or at least admitting they're taking the relationship to a deeper step and it was neat to sort of live that with Hutch I need, that was the sort of thing he did that I hadn't seen on YouTube before and um, you know so he, he broke some ground he did some great stuff now he's moving on to what's next and I don't have any inside information. I haven't spoken... Well, I talked to Hutch two weeks ago, but it was more just like a hello, pass him in the office kind of thing. Um, I haven't had any like meaningful conversations with Hutch in at least six months. So, uh, you know, I just wish him the best. And I think, because I think Hutch is sm- such a smart guy, I think that whatever he does next, whoever he works with, will be pleasantly surprised in what they get with him. So, that's uh, that's that. Yeah, I agree. I really do hope, even though he doesn't owe us any explanation, I really do want him to come back at some point and just fill us in. Just a little bit of closure, you know? So if you're listening, Hutch, a little bit of closure, come on. I'd don't love be that. Like, it doesn't have to be now. Don't be like the Sopranos. How about, you know, six weeks from now, he just says, like, hey, guys, I want you to know um, I'm happy. Uh, I've got a new job. It's stable. I'm here. I'm surrounded by people that I love and love me back. And, um, you know, everything is good with me. Just... Make that video. Yeah, it doesn't even have to give details. Just he, I, I'm, he knows that people care. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. They asked us to talk about Hutch. There we go. We've talked about Hutch again. I, I got one more thing to say about Hutch. My video just told me it He's failed. He's an amateur sniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I w- so I <laughs> upload it. I want to see it. I, I, I got to wait till PKA now because I tried uploading it just now and it says it's going to take like 300 minutes. Right. So it it said that it failed to upload? Yeah, like it, it goes... Do, 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 do. Let me give you the exact what it says. It's been... I, I went to upload it at 3 o'clock today, 3.30 to be exact. And I set it to come out at 6, two hours before painkiller already. And it kind of just hung in processing. Now it says failed, upload aborted. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So I, I really put no video out today. 
I'm a beast. Nope, you'll put PKA out today. Yeah. <laughs> I put two out plus PKA. I had a good day. I, I was trying to drop this Hutch video and have PKA. That was going to be my day. I've liked my videos so, lately. Thank you, YouTube. Like, I, <laughs> I, um, there are times where, and I think everyone here knows this, you go through sort of the YouTuber's version of writer block. Like, I never miss a day. I've been uploading videos every day for like 600 days in a row now. More than that, I bet. And, uh, yeah, but sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, what the hell is today's topic going to be? Oh, you know? I've been there a lot. And you start surfing, like looking at forums. Lately, though? Then you get sidetracked. I've been on the other side of that. I've like, I've had so many things on my mind, so many things I want to say. I'm like, you know, which ones can wait? Which ones are not so time sensitive that, you know, they can wait till this weekend? Which ones, you know, like if I talk about something that's kind of newsy-ish, like that's got to go out today. I, mean, I don't want to talk about some breaking story when it's five days old but lately i've been like oh i've got two videos for thursday i have all my videos laid out through sunday at this point and you know if, if you wanted me like if i had a brilliant video idea i'm like shucks you know i hope it can wait till next week because i'm kind of stuck here for uh you know for space because uh, i don't want to go like three and four a day like two a day uh, one a day is my minimum two a day is my target and like threes and fours i, I usually don't do so that's that's my pace I I usually try to put out two a day. Sometimes I'll put a third one out if it's really late. Yep. Two's I usually say the really late one to be the really bad ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know which one's best. I guess the one with the most space between, like, you know. Uh, honestly, like, if I can't think of something, I really just don't make a video usually. I can't do that. Well, yeah, you guys don't have that luxury. I understand. I yeah. just I. Yeah. I, 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 when I make a video and I can tell that it's forced, I'll listen back to it and I'll tell that there were certain junctures in the video where there was something clever I could have said and I just missed it. And I'll be like, oh, that's shit. I'm not uploading that. I redo it. I redo I do commentary. A lot of my commentary – actually, none of my commentaries are first take. I never just hit record and make it to the end. That would be really unheard of. Yeah. Um, heck, just this – the first 20 seconds to me are intensely crucial. Like, I see other people make videos, and it's, like, three and a half minutes before they get into their concept for the commentary. And I do that, too, but not on a final take. You know, if I'm like, hey, guys, it's Woody the Unceptional Gamer. This is a, a video about this game, but I just want you to know that this happened and this happened, and watch something cool comes up at about four minutes, and just go on and on and on and on before I start talking about the lack of child death in, you know, the movie I just saw. It's like, man... I'm three and a half minutes in, and I haven't gotten to my thesis statement yet. This is not acceptable. And I throw it away and redo it, and that happens a lot. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I find that. what I've been trying to do with my commentary is try to never have dull periods in it, where it seems like I'm struggling to find something to talk about. The joke thing is great that you're doing now. Yes. I, 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 I use it sparingly because I'm running out of jokes quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Just repackage old ones. <laughs> Uh, they're telling like, me to call so Syndicate. Is Syndicate awake? What time zone is Syndicate in this week? He's like San Carmen San Diego lately. Uh, where is Narnia? <laughs> I think that's like eight or nine hours ahead. Because sometimes he's five hours ahead in England. Sometimes he's three hours behind uh, with his girlfriend in, I want to say Seattle, but I'm not sure that's right. Um, he has a girlfriend in Seattle? Is it, isn't that where she's from? Someone in my I chat said to stop talking about ourselves. Like, what? <laughs> it's painkiller already. We come up from time what? to time. 
What do you All right, want? give me that guy's username. I'm going to find out some things about him, and we can talk. Tell me some things about you, sir, you phenomenally interesting individual. <laughs> Grace us with your interesting facts and your tidbits. You want to do this? <laughs> you want to get on the call and show us how to be entertaining? I want to call some asshole. You guys want to call some annoying. subs? Let's get to the yeah. sub-calling portion yeah. of the show. Why, why are you doing that? I, I want to say something I've seen. Somebody asked me today, like, what am I going to do in my life? Who's going to remember me? I'm like, dude, here's what's going to happen if I die today. I would probably be remembered as a person that gave joy to thousands of people every day, that people would come home from work, they would come home from school, and they go to my videos, and I was a part of their life. That's who I would be if I would die today. Kind of wow. like Santa. <laughs> that's what. That, that's exactly delivering what joy in the form of <laughs> Call of Duty. That's way bolder day. than I would have described me. If I were to die today, then um, I'd leave behind a wife and kids. Uh, they'd remember me fondly. I think in my absence, they'd remember me even more fondly than I deserve. And uh, that's really all I got going on. You have the same thing going on as I do. But is there, it? There most likely would be people that would be willing to travel to your funeral that you've never met. You think? Huh. I never thought about that. All right, here's a phone call. Wait, this is a sub or a prank or what? A sub. York. That's enough. Get to your phone, person. Here's another one. This guy wants to talk about community manager. Hmm. Who is the new community manager? I haven't heard anyone announced. Has, has there been an announcement? Oh, I, didn't I doubt know. there will be an announcement. <laughs> hey, is this PK? Yeah, this is Painkiller already. How yeah. you doing, man? Oh, hey, good. How are you guys? Good, good. Pretty good. So you wanted to talk about community manager? Did I get the topic right? Uh, yeah, um, I want to know if you guys got to be a community manager, what would you guys, what would your first move be as a community manager? That's a great question. Mm. First move? I think yeah. I would announce that I'm community manager. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> right. what, what would be your first move to, um, to, I don't know how to say Here's what I do as community manager, community. like, as I think about this, right? My version of perfect community manager keeps the community informed in what we're doing, right? Yeah, you know, maybe explain the pros and cons of different decisions. Most gamers think that they are brilliant game designers, right? I, I hear gamers saying, "Oh, this is wrong. You just need to do this," or you know, "You need to make this weapon more powerful, this weapon less powerful. You need to add more bullets to this. You need to take bullets away from that." They all have these concepts and notions, but they don't really think through the like yeah. unintended consequences of their game suggestions. So what like, I would, like, so hold on a minute. What I would do differently than like I've seen other community managers do is I think I'd try to engage in more nuanced conversations with the community. I know how hard that is, but I'd love to say like, all right, you know, you guys are wanting, you know, the striker to be completely nerfed, but how exactly do you do that? You know, and, and keep in mind the striker might feel OP when you die to it, but you know that striker is virtually unarmed, and, and you don't really consider that, you know, 
when you kill it from 30 feet away. I, I, I'd, ta- I'd educate the people on how to play the game together better. You know, people who watch my stuff maybe know about lines of sight or whatever that they didn't think of right away. If I were community manager, I would want to engage these guys, teach them how to play better, teach them about what's going on, and what kind of priorities we have for bug fixes and um, enhancements to the game within that game's calendar year. I would just try to keep people more informed than ever before, whereas like some of the previous community managers, it seemed like you get the rare tweet from them, and the fact that they actually, you know, dropped a 80-character thing about the game is, is news. It shouldn't be news. It should be a daily event. It should be a several-times-a-day event. And that's that's what i do different. So my first move would be to tell people my plan. Yeah, but I'm asking um, you this question, Woody. I'm pretty sure Robert Bolin, like a lot of people, would have like a public, like, you know, relations agent there overlooking his tweets. Um, you know, like, some, like is, a PR isn't guy. He the, isn't he the head of that department, though? Because he is PR. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's always a, a fail-safe. I bet that there are rules outlining what he can say and what he can't say. Mm-hmm. But I imagine that he could have said more. You know, I, I I would love to see him come out and be like, you know what, land support, I agree with you. On the other hand, it's a real small part of our business, and i just working hard internally to get it bubbled up to the top of the priority list. He never said anything like that. You just sit there shrugging your shoulders, wondering if you've been hurt or not. Um, yeah, he could at least pretend like he was pretending, you know? <laughs> Like he just he did. I've always wondered. I've always wondered this. How about people like JD Twenty Twenty? You think we can get them on Painkill already now since they're not in the public face? That's an interesting question. Well, anyway, Wings, what would you do? The first, your first act as community manager, just to get that back. Whatever they told me to do. Well, I mean, you have some. Like but let's pretend that you ability. bring something to the job, right? And you're not just a cashier at this thing, but you're actually a community manager. You're actually a, a PR arm of the company, and your job is to make sure that your customers and your company are working well together. It's not just a whatever they told me to do. Hopefully, if you're a community manager, you go and say, man, I've got some ideas on how to be the best community manager that Call of Duty's ever seen. That's 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 not hard to do. I mean, if you do anything, <laughs> you'd be the best community manager Call of Duty's ever seen. That's true. I mean, David Bondahar did a better job than JD Twenty Twenty did. I did, uh, but but I'm looking at it like this. I mean, like I don't know all the stipulations that come with the jobs. Like I said, there could be a, like a public relations guy. There could be a whole you know thing of rules. I agree with you that there should be more said. I should be able to go to my Twitter every day of the week, and I have no question. Like, when's this patch going to come out? Patch comes out this day. Somebody asks me about it, I'll just repeat it. I have like pre-rendered copy paste things, but. I'll go back to Modern Warfare 2, right? Modern Warfare 2, you sat there wondering, what the hell is the problem with this care package? It has been a fucking month, and this thing is still (laughs) ruining my gaming experience, right? Where the fuck are you with this freaking cure? You know, and and then they say there's a patch coming out in three days, and they say, whoa, 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 whoa. We decided not to do that patch. We decided not to do that patch because we think that there's going to be something wrong with that patch, so we're going to do some other patch. When? When? What the fuck is taking you so long to fix this game? I want to know. And if you're a community manager and you know I don't know and nobody pays more attention to this shit than me, then you're not doing it right. You know, you need to keep people freaking informed. Let us know. Let us know that half your staff just fucking quit because they hate your company. If you tell me that, then at least I know something. I know why this yeah. game is so goddamn broken. Noob tubes are still ruining Modern Warfare 2 right now, right now, if you go into that game, you'll get shit on by people with noob tubes. 
And I want to hear from the community manager, yeah, we, they decided not to fix it. I did what I could, but, uh, you know, I can't do anything for you. It, it, it's last year's game, and it's pretty much not supported anymore. I doubt anymore. let you say that. That made the company look bad. <sighs> maybe, maybe it would. But I need a higher level of communication than we've ever seen before. I need engagement. I, and, 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 you know, if someone comes and I says... It, I look at it this way. Go on. Like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys realize, Battlefield 3 just got a patch on March 27th. Mm-hmm. And this patch was better than every patch Call of Duty's ever done. And I'm like, why can't the big game be like the smaller game? They added, they added ladders, they added areas, they added even guns into the game on a fucking regular ass patch. And Call of Duty's over here telling me they can't do nothing, they can't adjust, they can't tweak. I mean, it took six months of bitching to get what one one less bullet on the LMGs to make them halfway viable. That's true, but. Yeah. You know, the Call of Duty's done some stuff too, right? They've dropped in what, like five new game types now since the release Ooh, of the five game. Five new game types, dude. Well, how many I has mean, Battlefield I'm happy dropped with the in? New game types. I like Battlefield. Infected. Battlefield Three has dropped what, fifteen new weapons? I don't care about weapons. Call of Duty's not suffering for a lack of weapons. To me, it has a ton of them. But it's suffering from a lack of child death is what it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's the <laughs> distinct lack. Oh my why, gosh! Uh, why? Why are Someone's you relegating all of my three. killing capacity to adult men, you <laughs> fascist bastards? Yeah, they're they're terrible that way. No, they um. But uh, my first act would be to resign because I am not at all qualified to be a community manager. Like I, I think of you, Woody, as more of a community manager than Robert Bowling because everything I know about patches, I'll see in my sub box and I'm like, oh, new patch. I'll see what the new patch is if I care, but. Bowling? No, I don't. I don't follow him at all anymore. I mean, I take a look at this. Question. Take a look at this, guys. Go ahead and talk. You can say a question, buddy. Oh, yeah. Um, would you guys continue your YouTube career if you were community manager? I, you know, if most, I was community manager, I would want my channel to be like a key tool that I use to be a great community manager. They probably wouldn't like it because. You know, it would be mine when I stopped being community manager. But, um, you know, I, I would want to use my channel as a means of communication. Right now, everyone uses Twitter. And Twitter's not bad, but, dude, it doesn't say anything. It's 100 characters. You, you can barely get a message across in this thing, right? Yeah, how do you explain to someone your position on snipers if you're Treyarch, right? Here's Treyarch's thing. Treyarch thinks that, more or less, quickscopers are taking advantage of a game mechanic by being oddly effective up close and then of course absolutely deadly at a distance and uh, they're like alright you know so they tried to do something to sort of balance it out so that the sniper isn't a shotgun up close and a sniper at a distance how do you say all that in 140 characters how do you reason with someone how do you like you know like look I, I recognize that you you know, prefer to run around with snipers and that you want the game to be advantageous for just you but there are lots of people in this game and you know we need you to lose in close quarters against a shotgun because you're obviously going to win at long distance with a sniper. How do you say that on Twitter? That's why I would want to keep my channel because I can say things and do things with my channel that I could never pull off on Twitter. Yeah, if you and even if that you link, weren't an established I don't, I don't YouTuber, want... even you if you weren't an established YouTuber, you. you could like you could still make a channel independent from the Woody's Gamertag one and use that as a means of you know vlogging and telling them about upcoming patches and getting responses and comments and them telling you, hey, I don't like this aspect about the game. And then you could, you know, do some market research and see if that carries through to your whole demographic and then make changes that way instead of just being an insipid loser who half-assed, like, tweets once a week about nothing. You know, that it's just, that's not even a job. Like, what did, what did he do? 
I imagine it's been my observation, like in my working career, that everyone works harder than they seem to. Like, you know, I used to think my bosses never did any work. All they do is ask me to do work. And then I got their job, and it's like, God, I would like my old one better. <laughs> I imagine that he's always traveling somewhere, that he's on the road constantly. And, like, there's people like me in this chair, like, how come you're not working for me harder? How come you're not communicating with me more effectively? Yeah. And, you know, the reality is that there's a lot more going on. It's know. like relationships. Both parties always think they're putting in 65%. Not me. My wife's a saint. That's, <laughs> that's an odd situation. Uh, you, She's you, listening, you right? This, I don't think so. She never tested Woody. back. If we look at that link and scroll down to about the third or fourth news thing. Let me go ahead and point out that Call of Duty doesn't have one of these. Why don't Call of Duty have like a little news blog form telling you exactly what happens? But like, you just look at the size of that patch that Battlefield put out. Just look at the sheer amount. Of, I'm scrolling. I'm, you'll scroll for like 45 oh, seconds is. of changes they made in the game. Wait, was this a DLC? No, this was a patch. This is an enormous patch. This would take me like 10 videos to cover. <laughs> but I I have this, to ask, and, I, and I'm not, um, I don't follow Battlefield as closely as Call of Duty, so I can't, you know, I don't want to pretend that I'm more educated than I am. But are they issuing smaller, more frequent patches as well? Uh, I'm unsure. Yeah, see, like Call of Duty, they issue a patch every, it seems like, 10 days or so. Whereas, you know, if this is the first Battlefield patch that they waited from November oh, to April... The, it isn't the first one. Uh-huh. It's just it's just a big one. Hmm. I don't know. But I, I'll tell you, I, I, the fact that they introduced game types along Call of Duty's life cycle means a lot to me. I love Infected. I even like Drop Zone. I... I think it's cool. Heck, even the new free-for-all modes are okay. Although I'll say I'm a little done with free-for-all creativity. Um, I, I love that there's new game types coming in this game during the game's life cycle. Because if I was still just playing TDM and Domination in April of 2012, I'd be frustrated. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you have any- Maybe I... No, go ahead, Wings. I was going to say, like, Battlefield implemented that you can change the mini-map now. You can do that at the beginning of the game. You actually can change how big or far off it is. Why can't Call of Duty implement something like that? Too much money. Yeah. Did you have any more Battlefield did, and they make make way less than Call of Duty. Too much for them. (laughs) It would hurt their profits. I, 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 I don't play Battlefield, so I really don't know, like, how big of a deal these patches are, but... It could well, just me, be that Call way. of Duty like way, lowered the bar so much for what was acceptable as a bare minimum amount of content for a patch that now they're just hitting this horribly low mark every time, and we really don't know way, as Martha. a consumer when it's really that easy. So let me speak as a developer like on this. Like you've got two choices. You can either have patches every six months that are just freaking groundbreaking, or you can have a patch every week that you know gets your little changes worked in. As a customer, I prefer the weekly model. You know, I, I prefer, you know, hey, get something done, update it, and then over the course of six months, you realize, wow, this game's significantly changed. So many guns have been rebalanced in Call of Duty. So many new game types have been added in Call of Duty. So many uh, glitch spots that people were able to get to have been fixed along the way. If Call of Duty waited what has now been, what, five months in, for them to fix that get-under-the-ground map in, uh, what's the snowy map? I've lost my mind. Out- Outpost, outpost, right? Outpost. Yeah. If they had waited until now to stop people from getting under the ground in Outpost, I would be ranting like there were noob tubes in this game. You know, it, it, 
I like the weekly patch model, and I don't consider it a low bar. I consider it a high bar for timeliness, not a low bar for content. I mean, I, I'm not. I have no idea about programming in that, so you're you're probably right. And I, I know what you mean. I would I would rather have them update little things once a week. But for me, the big issue is I just don't really care. You know. <laughs> Did you have any other questions, man? I don't know. Thanks for right. having me on. Good job. Thanks for coming on, man. See ya. Thanks. Well, I'm looking at it. The, the last patch, other than this one, was February 1st. So I usually patch about once a month. But just the shit, I'm just saying, this just. Are we still here? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Oh, just the sheer things they go into. Like, they have big changes in this last patch. Like, look at this, for example. Snipers in Battlefield, they're, they're headshot only, usually. This last patch, they made the upper body now a kill zone as well. That's huge in balance issues. That means they had so much to think about. I don't know. Yeah, that's... I just I, I just look at the way Dice runs their company. Dice has never had an overpowered weapon. They were the M60, but they patched it quickly. But think about how 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 many battlefield weapons can you think that you know one that's overpowered? In my hands, the shotgun. How? Just kidding. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> no, I in um. In Battlefield, shucks, I, I, so here's my Battlefield experience, and I want to throw out there that I'm not really a Battlefield expert. The guns feel overpowered when they get leveled up and yours are not. Like, that's a, that's a frustration I have in Battlefield. When this guy has, like, sights and, like, whatever, hollow points or some sort of extra damage he puts on it, um, when he has a sniper unlocked compared to my, like, first level sniper, that feels like crap, um... But once you get your weapons leveled up, I guess there's a bunch of choices to use. I don't know. You think they're all not overpowered? There's seven. There's 17 attachments for every weapon. Jesus. I, something about Battlefield. Wait, every weapon in Battlefield has 17 attachments? Yes. And they take a lot longer to open than COD. Like, I think if you work hard, you can gold gun something in Call of Duty in two nights. Like, if you just use it pretty much all game, two nights later you'll have it gold. On, um... Battlefield, it just seems like it takes forever. And, you know, a new weapon opens up before you can gold something and, or, you know, unlock everything. I, but I'm not really a Battlefield I'm not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to put Battlefield versus Call of Duty here. There's two, yeah. different, there two different game types. I'm just comparing good developer versus what Call of Duty gives us. <laughs> I mean, you're, 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 you're trying to jerk off Infinity Ward right now, but I'm sort of thinking, man, <laughs> it took him four months to patch the fucking Javelin glitch. Everybody needs a hobby. Two months to patch the care package. I like to jerk off. Yeah, every time you get angry about video games, just reminisce on the javelin glitch and think about how lucky you are. <laughs> and think about how think about how long it took you to play Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, I mean dude. the game came out in November, but it was like March or April before you actually got to play it. Yep. Oh god. <laughs> oh yeah. And that that's not like a hyperbole, like we'll say about Modern Warfare Three, like oh it's unplayable. Like no, that's legitimately unplayable for six months. It was terrible. Terrible. Hello? Oh. Hello? Hey, this is Painkiller already. Did you give your number? Yeah, I did. What's um, going on, man? I was just wondering, you know, I've got some uh, some money right now, about 300 bucks, and I really like uh, playing. I'm pretty good, so I've got some good gameplays, but should I buy a capture card? Is it is it really worth it? It all depends on what you want to do yeah, with it. Yeah, what are your, like, what are your goals? What? 
What are your goals? What are your like, goals? do you want to get into it and start? Like, do you have like aspirations of getting with Machinima, or do you think it'd just be a fun hobby? Really like the plan, I, you know. Do you want to show your friends on Facebook, or do you want to have like global aspirations of being a great gamer? I could post some pretty good commentaries, but it's like, is it too late into the scene to really post gameplay? It no, all depends. Are, are you getting tri- are you getting triple Moabs? Um, not triple. I've got a couple double though. I mean, because gameplay alone isn't going to escalate you up to where you need to be. I mean, it's kind of a mixture of gameplay and commentary, but but you got to understand that you're jumping into a market that's oversaturated to begin with, and you exactly. might uh you might be thrown one hundred fifty dollars away. But if you want to do this some, somewhere just because you want to do it, because you want to show your friends that you're double Moab, or you want to show, you know, somebody, you know, from another state, like, yeah, I beasted right here, go for it. A capture card is a very good device because you can use it on more than just Call of Duty. I mean, I've, there's there's a number of accounts you can use it on, and it's always oh, good yeah, to be able it, to record if you need to. Even useful. even just to, even just to prove a point in a forum, like, you know, like you say you – Frequent a forum somewhere, they want to, you want to show somebody that's talking shit in the forum how it works. Capture card is good in that department as well. Here's what I use my cap card for. Of course, the number one thing is my YouTube channel. Um, I've also won a few game battles games that I otherwise would have had disputed because they claim something that we did we didn't actually do, and it's like, man, you don't understand. Everyone on this team, Copio recorded their entire gameplay. You're not getting away with this lie. And then with that, they're like, uh, okay. I guess you're right. Um, as far as it being too late to get in the game, I don't think so. I think there's constantly going to be a revolving door on who is big. I keep hearing, like, oh, it's so much harder now than it used to be. Maybe. I don't know. Like, to me, Syndicate sort of broke late last year, right? X-Jaws, me, White Boy, we broke earlier last year. Um, Hutch, Blaine Truth, X-Cow, they broke before that. There's going to be someone who hits the scene next year that's, you know, killing it. And it's, but you gotta understand, like Syndicate did it because he had a different angle, and if you have a different angle, yeah, it's by no means the door is wide open. Well, I don't think you're going to get big. Moabs, yeah, I don't say that door's open. If, if you <laughs> want to, if you want to do well on YouTube, I don't think you can do it by being a copy of someone on there already, right? Like you're not going to be a better Wings than Wings, a better Fearcrads than Fearcrads, or a better Woody than Woody. But if you can be the best you, then that guy might be someone that people want to see. That that's possible. Um, there's this balance. I was watching this thing where Sark described it. He's like, you know, there's gameplay or skill, if you call it that, there's production value, and then there's personality. Those three things sort of make up a YouTube channel. You take a guy, and this is like Sark talking, like um, Xbox Ahoy, right? Xbox Ahoy is the production value guy, right? Nobody touches him. He's, he's on top with regards to production value. On the other hand, you don't really get to know Xbox Ahoy when he makes his things. Like, you're not connecting with him. So, like, on his personality graph, while he might be a fabulous guy, right, he might be the life of the party, in his videos, it's really about the production value. Um, there might be someone else who's all about the personality, you know? You, like, the reason you're watching, like, a white boy video might be because you just really, really like this guy. You find his, um, it, it's bit, or syndicate, right? You, you find their enthusiasm contagious and you want to be part of it. Um, or, or the other one is skill, right? Sandy Ravage, for the longest time, didn't even have commentary. You just watched it, and you're like, I can't believe this guy just went like 110 and 1 and earned two Moabs with the Spaz 12 on, um, shucks, what's the map in Modern Warfare 2 with the river running across the middle? Rundown. Rundown, thank you. God, you guys are great. So, um, 
you know, there's, there's skill, there's personality, and there's production value. And those three things make up a YouTube channel. And you need to find some way that you know, you're going to go and, and figure out what makes you great. It sounds like you're saying my, great, my gameplay is fantastic. But that alone doesn't usually carry right. a channel, right? You know, that I've seen so many Moabs that they're not even interesting to me anymore. And most of the time, I think... I actually don't want to see them. I actually thought about doing a video asking the community, do you even want to see these things anymore? Because really? it seems like a stale, like, barometer. Uh, yeah, so I'd... I'd much rather see a guy get, like, 70 kills on an AC-130 than go for the Moab. I'd rather see a tight game. That's something that I find interesting. You know, a, a big domination comeback. If you're down like 190 to 160 and you come back and win that Dom game, that's really, really cool to me. Um, it's, uh, if you're, I don't know, if, if you just have a, a nail biter of a game, then I, I find that to be kind of neat. I, uh, yeah. But is it too late? No, no. There's going to be someone who's big in 2014 that's getting started this year. If that's not you, it'll be somebody else. Well, then my follow-up question would be, would people watch me less because I'm younger? Like, I feel like I have pretty good opinions, but because I'm 15, I feel like I wouldn't be able to be as respected as everyone else who's, like, 30 and late Let me 20s. Tell you, in the- they you won't know you're 15 unless you, you tell are. them. Yeah, you don't have to say anything. And honestly, if you're looking can, to do I this for tell fun, you in your then teams, go for I can tell you when. <laughs> yeah, I... If you vibe older, then you can get away with it. Like, X-Jaws did that. You know, somehow, there's an aspect of X-Jaws that's pretty adultish. And you'd watch him play the game, and he played really well, and you just became sort of, uh, you know, attached to that guy, and you wanted to see him crushing games all the time. He, he uploaded two, three videos a day, and people would just watch him again and again and again. Um, and he was 15 or 16, you know, as he started getting big. So, yeah, he was able to do it. Having said that, I think it is harder at 15 to have a lot of people interested in what you say than it is when you're 25. And that just comes from life experience that we talked about earlier today on the podcast. Life experience and a kind of natural respect that, you know, you'd give a 25-year-old. And, like, that people will claim a seniority on you when you're 15 years old. That you know, just well, People think I'm 30, so it's mm-hmm. not good. They, they can just be closed-minded against a 15-year-old. You know, it, you can tell them whatever, right, you know, about... <laughs> the use of texting in a relationship with a girlfriend, and they'll be like, he's 15. I've discounted his opinion for, for no other reason than that. If you vibe older, then you can maybe get away with more. Uh, you know, we'll see. But I, I think it is a you know, a strike against you, which isn't to say you can't hit a home run with a strike against you. It's just harder. So then, recommend getting it or no? What's everyone's final opinion? Well, we can't give you – yeah. if you're looking for a yes or no answer, we just gave you all the formula that you need to conclude that answer yourself. The other thing you need to I mean, know – because if – I'm sorry, Wayne. Did you want to finish? No, you go ahead. Uh, is how much work it is, right? It is a tremendous amount of work to do a YouTube channel well. If you want to upload once a week, you're not likely to get a big sub following. And I know, like, you know, CNN is used to upload once a week. He uploads more now. But, um, uh, you know – you need to be uploading daily, I think, is ideal. Uh, if not daily, then mm-hmm. give them your schedule. You know, hey, new video every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Let, let, let me give you my schedule tonight. i got to re-upload this Hutch video. Hope to get it up at a decent hour. Then I'm going to go over, I'm going to do a Let's Play channel on War God YouTube. Then I'm going to come back, and before I go to sleep, I'm going to make out two more videos to put up for the next tomorrow because I might sleep into noon. 
and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to go at it again. Some days you might be three or four days where you're shackled to your house. Some days you might be, you know, three or four days ahead like Woody. It all depends on when reality spurts and what you want to talk about. Yeah. I mean, doing this, yeah. Sometimes my, inspiration my hits. My advice would be don't get caught up in the honeymoon stage of it. Don't see one commentary made by someone and think, wow, that looks like fun. I, I, I can make a video like that. And that's not to say you haven't researched or anything, but it's really not like that. There are times that I've made videos uh, where I really didn't want to make it. And usually if I don't want to make it, I don't. But there are times where I haven't wanted to make it and I've really just pounded it out and had to force it. You know, like that's that's what you have to do. And if you want to be successful, you have to do that. There's not an if, and, or but. You can have the, the look of principle like, I'm not going to upload unless I really, really, really want to. But you're not going to get successful that way. So my advice is if you're rolling in dough and it's not that much money for you and you just want to have some fun, then buy it. it. It's a fun hobby. It's a good time. You can record movies off TV with it as well. Uh, but if you're just doing this with aspirations of you know making a lot of money, uh, I think you're going to be disappointed. It's kind of like playing the guitar. You know it. Oh, you want to play the guitar? Do you think that you'd enjoy it? Get one. You might love it. Oh, you want to play the guitar because you think that you're Brad Paisley? Good luck with that. You know, there's there's not very many of them. Good yeah, comparison. that makes sense. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm still learning how to play the guitar. <laughs> I hear that. Um, um, so, do you guys... I'm looking to get a teacher at this point in my life. It's been over two I'm hours. I'm teaching myself. Do you want to keep going? Do yeah, you want to call, call another guy? We we can call it if you want to. That's I seriously got to get the touch video up. Let's do yeah, one more post show, or I don't care. Let's and we do, do a couple more. Let's do let's do one more. I'm gonna talk about my guitar thing over here. Like I've been trying to teach myself for the last six months, and like I've gotten like the basic chords down, but now I'm struggling with hand changeovers and strumming. So I'm like, I'm also just bite the bullet and go get me like somebody that actually can sit down with me. I'm feeling let's like I need it. the human aspect. <laughs> Have you been learning like from online now or videos or yeah, what? like Mar- like like Marty Schwartz and stuff like that, and then I had to go look up guitar tabs and things, just trying to learn what I can learn when I when I feel the inspiration. I get that because I w- I'm not trying to be bad, Brad Paisley, but I want to be able to like play three or four songs while I sit on the porch and just like impress whoever comes over. That's someone to recognize. That has- I get that. Huh? That somebody would recognize, you know, like, oh, dude, that's Wonderwall. Oh, dude, that's, you know, yeah. Center Field or whatever it is. I, I have no aspirations of becoming a famous musician. It's something I've always wanted to do. Is this guy going to pick up? Hi, this is Grace. Sorry I'm not in at the moment. Please give me a call back. Or- All right. Um, Why'd you let the answer machine go through? I think she was about to give her number out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, here's a guy. Oh, no. I just... Oh, wait, here he is. I got him again. Uh, YouTube bursts in... Or scrolls in bursts, and I thought I missed this guy, but somehow he survived. What's Uh, his topic? Or question? He is a developer on the next Halo. Ooh, I don't have a single question to ask. (laughs) I don't either. Is it going to be in space? I fuck about Halo. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't care. Red or blue? Why has I only got 340 people watching my stream? Mm-hmm. Is it's the stream late. bag or something? It seems like we're Welcome calling to a lot of Welcome to voicemail. To access your mailbox, enter... 
Welcome to voicemail. Ah, oh, that's cheap. It is inconceivable to me that someone I'm a, I'm put their number in there and then shit. not answer. How many times y'all guys got caught with that fucking like um like that that's the thing that goes ah? You're gonna have to specify. Yes, the thing that goes like, ah, eh, children. No, like the people been sending links to this thing. It's like black and white and it's flashing, and I think it's like the saw dummy, and it has like this music that's really loud. And when you open it, it takes up your whole screen. Oh, it does it just look like a regular link? Oh. Or is yeah, it, it does. Just, it's one of those scary Would you like things. me to send it to you? Would you like me send it to you, Erica? Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll look at it. <laughs> but, I mean, I haven't seen it, and I hate stuff like that. I'm, I'm going to tweet it out. For those remember, of you who see this, for those of you who see this, please don't click on it if you have park world? conditions. Yes, I do, Taylor. That was horrifying. That came out when I was like, what? I guess like 13. And so my, my dad showed it to me. And I just, I, I almost died. That, that could have been the end of me. You know, just dead, scared to death. First ever. This guy has a question about ads. Hmm. Ads? He has me oddly curious. Like, it sounds like a terribly boring topic, but I can't resist it. Oh, wait. Right, Damn scrolling. There was a guy who wanted to hypnotize Wings of Redemption. That would have been good. Click on that, Merka. Dude, not in the middle of a <laughs> the podcast. Hello? Yeah, do it, son. All right, I'll click on it. <laughs> That is so loud. Jesus. <laughs> it scares the shit out of you when you're thinking you're going somewhere else. You think you're going to, like, a driver's site, and it's all like... God. I'm going to send, send this link out on Twitter. Wings, no. Click at your own thing. No. Click at your own remorse. <laughs> have you guys no. noticed that people's don't. YouTube pages don't have a block thing anymore? Oh, I yeah, found it. They just the right changed side. it a little bit. It's on the pull-down menu. Ah, good. Now I'm back in business. <laughs> Wings, did you just tweet that link with no text at all? You no text at all. are a bad person. <laughs> Six retweets already. Got a lot of people unhappy with me. <laughs> Hello, this is Isaiah Yard. Um, leave a message. Oh Goodness. my god! Yeah, people. Are, it's the same thing. Like I, I, I was kind of expecting that somebody hit me with it today, and it still like made my heart jump and feel numb. I was like, yeah, you, you sent shit. that to me and told me explicitly. This is a scary video. It's loud and flashes black and white. You told me exactly what it was going to be, and you even premised it saying it was scary. And I clicked on it, and I was, I, I'll admit, I was shocked and scared, you know, because it's louder <laughs> than you think. I hate shit like that. I, on my screen, I have the volume turned down so that I don't hear you know, the stream echoing through my mic and such. And uh, I saw it without volume, and it was really nothing to it. I'm like, oh, look, a flashy, ugly person. 
Oh yeah, without yeah. volume, it's, yeah. it's harmless. Turn the volume up, Woody, and, and and even know it's coming, it'll still get you. Mm. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try it. <laughs> it does get you. God, that 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 ins- that I'm, I'm gonna admit right now that scared me like a lot more than I want to admit. <laughs> that really got to me. I saw it before and barely gave it a hump. And then I saw it this time. It's a whole. Oh, hello. This is Dave Kill already. Hello. Hello. Hey, how are you? This is Painkiller Ready. Did you give us your phone number? I sure did. How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I did not expect to be calling a woman. We're like 97% guys on this uh, podcast. See, Welcome to see the I always, always kind of have a comment in the back of my head, too, when I'm watching Painkiller Already. I'm like, Woody never mentions, you know, like a, like a girl or anything. It's always us guys, us guys. And I'm like, well, you know, they're, they're girls that play, too. Yeah, by and large, I'm on target though. Like, I know my demographic, baby. It's. <laughs> oh no, I know you do. Actually, I, I had a quick question. You know I, what? It's a twofold question. Just before the Especially... question, I think you should hold a protest uh-huh. and say we are the three percent. Right? You could get like signs. We are. You are the three percent. <laughs> I am the three percent. Mm-hmm. All right, carry on. I, I am. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a over the hill mother of two teenage boys, and I play Call of Duty. Good lord, you might be the one percent. That's just not my demo. <laughs> there are very few moms who want. All right, so I want to hear what you. Single. <laughs> Wigs asked if you were uh, single. My, my, my youngest son is bugging me to death. Who are you talking to? <laughs> I am talking to Woody's gamer tag, and Wings of Redemption, and Murka Durka, and That's a bunch it. of people. So go away. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, you know, with uh, Hutch leaving Machinima this week, it. it, it you kind of have to think about, like, kind of like your own mortality in the YouTube scene. And him leaving Mishima, has that kind of put, have you, have you, like, rethought, like, your five-year plan, your ten-year plan, or is it still, like, a day-to-day type thing? Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. Who wants to go first? Um, I actually I made a video about it yesterday. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go first. Like, obviously, you know, we, I think me and we just talked about Call of Duty has, you know, a limited lifespan. But since a lot of people are building their channels around the personality and the core subscribers actually come for the personality, <clears throat> I don't really think that it's going to affect us as much as it, much as most people are going to see it affects us. Like I, that's why I said before, Hutch kind of fell out of the community a year and a half ago when he quit posting Call of Duty videos and he was just, you know, a face on Machinima. Even though he was still integrated into the online gaming scene. He wasn't really doing what me and Woody are doing. So him leaving doesn't make me fear my mortality of what my livelihood is at this point in my life, opposed to if it was somebody, say, like pro-syndicate leaving. If syndicate was to hang it up and move on, then I'd be worried. Because if he sees something, what am I? what is he seeing that I'm not seeing? Whereas, you know, Hutch didn't really get paid based off of his viewers or based off of... Um, Somebody help me out here. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying. You're saying Hutch is a little different than me. Therefore, you know, he doesn't really make me aware of my mortality in the same way that somebody else would. It, for me, it's different. Uh, first of all, I think about my YouTube mortality all the time, like constantly. I'm very much aware of it. I uh, my real life mortality, not so much. Like I'm 
<laughs> Look at me, right? Just kidding. But <laughs> um, uh, but my YouTube mortality, I constantly think of, right? And, and uh, you might not know, from 2011 to 2012, January 1st, 90 of the top 100 YouTube channels changed, right? Only 10% actually stayed in the top 100 for that entire year. And it just, like, I aspire to break into the top 100 this year. And then I look at that and think, wow, so there's a 90% chance that I'll drop out of it for the following year. That's that's kind of a big deal. I, I look at my channel kind of like a TV show, right? In that, you know, if I'm wildly successful, I could have a 10-year run like Friends did. If I'm sort of normal, I'll get, you know, a five-year run like somebody else did. And if I suck, I'll have a one-year run like, you know, the channels that, that – they're TV shows that just don't make it very far. I look at um, – I'm not going to name names and call anyone like, you know, a fallen channel, but you can see them, right? There are guys out there who have over 400,000 subs and get like 5,000 views a video. And it's like, ah, you know, someday someone's going to look at me and say like, wow, well, he's just not what he used to be. You know, he has a million subs and he gets 5,000 views a video. And I, uh, I hope that I come out of this experience kind of like someone who made a run at being a pro golfer, you know, like, yeah, he had a little spot where like he did pretty well financially and it was a great time in his life and he got to actually sort of walk the greens for a living which was his dream and now he's you know sitting in the office in the cube next to me and he's happy for having given it a shot i think that's going to be me in 5 or dreaming you know even 10 years maybe 10 years from now i look back at my little youtube you know career and say that was a nice change of pace i'm glad i didn't just be a programmer the entire time. I'm at the same spot. Like, if I could get five years out of this from at this point, I'd be ecstatic. If I can get two years out of this, I'd probably be ecstatic. Two I mean, more years. I mean, you've had two years already. Oh, I've had four yeah. years already. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm, but two partner, are being yeah. paid. Uh, but okay. You know, uh, the second part of the question. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear from Mark and Durka. Let, let, let's hear from Mark and Durka. Oh. Oh, well, I was remembered. All right, well, uh, the way I feel about it is, obviously, he doesn't owe us anything. Like, he doesn't need to explain to us anything about it. But it definitely made me think about my own YouTube, like, mortality, because I'm not half the size of Woody or Wings. And so I can easily see, you know, how my channel, you could say it's crumbling right now, and I'm totally fine with that. You know, I've pretty much come to the conclusion that, yeah, I probably don't have that much longer in the YouTube game, and as long as I'm having fun with it, I'm going to continue to post. But, uh, yeah, Hutch leaving really did make me face the disillusionment I've fronted myself with by saying, oh, this is going to last forever, and people will always just love to listen to me by virtue of the fact that I'm myself, you know? Uh, it's kind of a wake-up call. Okay, well, the second part of our question is, because I'd, I'd heard the, the phone call before about the uh, the young gentleman who was asking, you know, should he basically spend his allowance money to get an HD PVR? If you had to do it over again with what you know now about the YouTube community, how hard do you think it would be to replicate what you've already done? It, like, if you didn't have, like, your fan base and you were, like, starting from, you know, how hard do you think now it would be to replicate what you've already done? If you're saying we had start right now, like with with everybody sitting in a position now but us, like say if I had one subscriber and Woody still had seven hundred thousand, how hard would it be to replicate what my channel size is? I mean, yeah. but I have yeah. the previous knowledge of what it takes to grow a channel. I think yeah. I could grow faster than most people, 
but I don't think I'll ever hit where I'm at now again. Uh, 350,000, that's just a, that's a subjective number, mainly because that's just a number of, you know, because I've been around. There's 350,000 people know me. Enough people subscribe, subscribe to me to occasionally check out what I'm doing. If I, more realistically, a number I'd probably be sitting around would be 100,000. I think that's the number of actual subscribers I have. So is it more like a, like you were in the right place at the right time when you started? And so now nowadays people are looking for, like in 2012, for that, like a, the, the annoying kid, Advanced UAV, <laughs> who has that annoying <laughs> intro. You, you know what I'm saying? He was like in the right place at the right time. He had like that like lightning struck. You know, there's, he's the flavor. He's what's nothing, called flavor of the month. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, can would you rather be? You know, how, could you replicate it again and get the longevity that you that you have now? Well, the longevity is what we're worried about now. Like, how, how much how many how much longer are people going to tune in to watch people for Call of Duty videos? I mean, gaming is going to be around forever. I mean, as long as YouTube is able to do what YouTube does and make money off of it, this this community is going to be here. I mean, you might not be able to make, you know, big money and live off and, you know, provide a family with a home and cars and stuff like that like you can now. But the YouTube scene is always going to be here. There's always going to be people doing less plays. There's always going to be people, you know, posting tips and tricks and cheats on games on something like YouTube, even if YouTube falls. Something people want to express themselves in the in, in some way or form. And to replicate what I do now, I don't think I could do it, no. Yes, to okay, me... Okay, well, cool. Well, thank you. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm listening. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So the core of the question is, you know, did did you get the channel you have because, you know, you were lucky, lightning struck, right place, right time, or did you get it because of something you did, and if you were to start again today, it would the same thing just happen? And I, I think I'm with Wings. It's kind of in between. You know, I I make a good video now and then. People like it. I'm a nice enough guy. You know, people's... I think a lot of people watch my videos for the same reason that I'll watch, like, a white boy video. It's like, oh, I wonder what Alex is up to today. You know, I'm curious as to what he has to say. And, you know, I want to see what he's doing. So so that would happen again. I'm at 750,000 subs now. I don't know if I'd do that again. You know, I, I think I'd hit six digits. I think I'd have... I'd be one of the channels, you know, in the game. But... Uh, you know, it was just a mix of luck and doing something right that that made me as lucky, you know, where I am. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I, there's no way that I could do it. There, there's no way that I could get back to to where I was. I mean, the biggest reason that I'm a presence now is because I was fortunate enough to know people like Woody and Wings and big channels when I did get in on the ground level, uh, and I was fortunate enough to have their help. So I am not at all under the impression that I would start up and have any kind of advantage over people. I, that, that's the biggest thing for me with my channel is that I, I really just don't get why people want to listen to me that much. I, I listen to my own videos and I'm like, all right, I'm a pretty normal dude. I'll upload it. And then people are just crazy about it sometimes. And so I, there's no way I could get back to where I am. No way at all. I think you are completely overestimating the value of like, you know, the dual com we did back in the day. I mean, what did that take you from like a thousand subscribers to 1800, <laughs> you know, it took me from like, 110 to 1,000. Yeah. And then you picked up the next, whatever, 80,000 on your own, and you're like, man, if it wasn't for Woody, where would I be? Well, 79, it, it I guess. You know, <laughs> it's... It, yeah, you know, some of those early subs are a nice boost, right? They help you get to where you're going. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, yeah, I find yeah. dual consoles more of like a motivation than a boost. Like you get you get three or four thousand new subscribers. A, a three four a three or four thousand subscriber day makes you feel good and makes you want to make videos. Like I find that if I make a video and it does well, it makes a hundred thousand views. I instantly want to make another video because mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, they're loving this shit. Yeah, but that's like, a good point. Like when I do a bunch of twenty thousand view videos, you kind of get in a rut. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, one more quick thing, and then I'll let y'all go for the night because I know it's been over two hours. <laughs> are, are y'all going to live in Legends next month? Yes, nope. I am. Yes. Is that next month? Is that in? Uh, is that in May? That's June, yeah, isn't it? like well, not May. Well, it's almost yeah, it's April next month. What is Living Legends? Living Legends is a paintball game in uh, outside Chicago, and uh, there is a, a paintball place called CPX Sports in Juliet, Illinois, and it's kind of like the Disney World of paintball. Like it. That's the kitty stuff, right? Yeah, kitty mm-hmm. you know, is involved in it, and. Um, uh, so there are maybe, I don't know, I'll make something up, like half a dozen places that you could argue are the best paintball arenas in the country, and this is one of those places that belongs in that conversation. And what they do is they take the, I hope I get my numbers right, like 10-ish different fields in which you would play paintball and combine them into one gigantic paintball free-for-all. And, uh, and, and you know, people play against each other, and it, it's it's pretty, um, it's a neat experience. Yeah, it's a getting ton of mail. fun. Yeah, I'm getting the mail with my ass. Uh, you know, wings it. It wouldn't be for you because, like, here's what happens: you walk like two miles, you get shot, then you walk two miles back, and then you walk two miles to where you get shot again, and then you get shot again. And there's a lot of that going on. <laughs> no, no, Woody. That's because you didn't know the rule that everybody else was playing by. Woody is the only person in the entire Living Legends group that actually played by the rules when you got shot you were supposed to walk these like uh, a literal mile and a half to the respawn area and then walk back to probably get shot again and woody is the only person i know who had the valor to do that i cheated my ass off so many times i would cheat because i was no i'm, I'm not walking all the way back there in the sweltering sun screw that it's hot Nobody's too no it was like it yeah. was, it's hot and not only is it hot but um because paintballs hurt you're wearing like padded long sleeve shirts and long pants and boots and like you're I'm just like super hot. And you have to wear long pants even if like you don't care because you don't want to be getting snakes See, and bugs I'm and way sticks too and stuff. Fat. I'm way too fat. I'd be doing drive bys in the golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, they have tanks. They have tanks. They have tanks, actually. And they have, like, Gatling guns on top that just shoot, like, tons and tons of paintball. And then they have, like, C4s that you could throw on the tanks and, you know, take them out. And it's it's pretty neat. That'd be a, that'd be a great video. Me and paintball armor just driving a golf cart shooting paintballs at people. <laughs> Dude, T-Mart yeah. put up a video where he killed a tank with the C4. And he, like, mixed it together with, like, uh, glorious music of victory. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Were, were you with us when we did that? Me and Trevor were like the satchel carriers, and the tank came down the first time, and he did it just like a champ, like the most perfect throw. None of them even saw him, and the, the ref called the tank out and was like, oh, he got you with the satchel. You're out. They drove back, respawned, and like everybody was like patting Trevor on the back, and I had my satchel for the next time, and I was like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it even better than Trevor. And so I stood up and like went to throw it, and I killed it, but I must have gotten shot 
conservatively 70 or 80 times just <laughs> everywhere along my whole body like i just like it was not at all the feeling of elation and glory that i thought it would be i was like i'm gonna show everyone how great i am just stand up from behind the log just pain and suffering on every end of uh, my body. yeah it hurts too like it hurts <laughs> it hurts do you want us to let you go caller no, I'll just, I just want to, uh, y'all can move on to the next, but I just want to say my boys and I will be at Living Legends uh, in May, and hopefully uh, y'all will take a second and take a picture with us. Absolutely. So y'all have a great evening. Absolutely, yeah, man. How do you guys afford these trips? Okay. <laughs> um, well, so. Money. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, sometimes. Well, now, like, the, the me of today gets sponsored, right? Like, I travel around, and I mention my sponsors, and they cover it for me. So that's that's a cool thing. Uh, before that, you know, sometimes I just pay for it. Sometimes it was a mix, like, you know, hotel was covered, flight was not, or, or something, you know, close to that. So, uh, but, you know, today I just, I, I thank my sponsors, and they cover my flight and my hotel. Like that Tokyo trip, for example, Gamma Lab sponsored that. So I, I made a daily vlog and just be, was sure to uh, tell them how appreciative I've, I was. I've always, I've always wondered. So I'm like, how do these guys? Because this takes like, like a, a trip to Chicago done right is at least a thousand bucks. I think that's a little highish, like, especially if you share a room. Like, um, so my trip to well, Chicago, I think well, was round part- trip takes what four hundred bucks, and you got you know two nights of a hotel room, another hundred and twenty bucks, you know dinner, probably looking at another fifty dollars. So so far you're you know, up cab- to like you know almost six hundred. You got cabs and you got other things and you know you might buy drinks and stuff like this. I mean, thousand bucks not out of the out of the questions. No, I'm talking about a couple nights. So here's how it goes, right? You know the the flight you're pretty, you're pretty much right is like four hundred bucks, and then um, the hotel you share it with like two or four other guys, and uh, you know so that's a step in the right direction. And so, so now we're up to like what five fifty maybe you know because it's a couple different nights. And then as far as food, yeah, that costs some money. Usually a dinner or two. Uh, FPS Kyle's rolling so freaking deep he just drops his credit card on the table and pays for everybody. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, right. That happened. You know, like you get the bill yeah, and it's like happen. it's like how are we gonna split this up and you know what happens next? And, and Kyle's like split. No. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. love that because Woody's old enough that he has to be like, "Oh no, let me handle it." And I'm I'm just young enough, and I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, Kyle!" Yeah. <laughs> the car. When we went to Thank South you. Carolina, Kyle bought one. I bought one or two as well. I think I bought one when Wings was there, and another one when you weren't. And Kyle bought some. Yeah, that's for I, sure. Kyle bought chilies. You bought Outback. You got shafted on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. What is it, dude? Yeah, if if you call it shafted, I'm I'm still in debt to Kyle with regards to meals and stuff, but uh, um, it's all good. It's all good. So uh, yeah, that's that's it. You know, it, it, now when I travel, I typically just pay for food and like cabs and stuff like that, which is reasonable. So anybody there want to pay for me to go to places? Feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'll tell you, like um, I used to. You know, at least contemplate like an airplane upgrade. If not first class, like if first class was cheap enough, like seventy-five dollars, I did an upgrade. Um, or all, more often than that, I'd pay like the eighteen dollars or something that they charge for an exit row seat and, and things like that. Now that someone else pays, I just go with the cheapest rate all the time because I feel grateful and don't want to act like I'm some sort of high roller. And it's you know, 
Like a hotel. See, that, that's the problem. Like like that four hundred dollar trip for Chicago would cost me eight hundred bucks, and they'd require me to buy two seats. Or first class. Or first class, yeah. Well, they wouldn't require you to buy two seats. They will. They will require you to buy two seats. I almost got kicked off the plane because I didn't have two seats when going to Los Angeles. No, that's a real thing, Taylor. Like when when you really? yeah, it's uh, you know when when you would fit better in two seats, they ask you to buy two seats. Huh. Well, then I guess like if you're gonna buy two seats anyway, first class is the way to go. Yeah, they're roughly so the same first price. Class costs more than two seats. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I've never flown first class. You've never flown first class? Oh, it's great. It's no. great. Yeah, first of all, the food is way better. Um, you know how they have, like, two stewardesses handle, like, the hundred people in the back? They've got, like, another yeah. two for the twelve up front. So they're, like, you oh, know, man. doting on you nonstop. They literally serve, like, lobster and cheesecake, like, good cheesecake for your meal. Um, you Like, you know how you're all, like, looking at that one television three rows in front of you? Of course, everyone has like a bigger TV in the own in your own seat in first class. Sometimes the chairs swivel and you all turn sideways and get like more leg room. Um, they give you heated towels to put on your face and like just make you feel glorious or whatever a heated towel is supposed to do. I don't know, open your pores or refresh you or put you to sleep. Um, what else do they do? Uh, of course, the, world just got turned you go down. through your own security line. And, uh, you know, like, so everyone's waiting in this long line. You go to, like, the fast lane. When you check in your bags and stuff, you go through your own ticket line, like, just for first class. It's great. No, no, don't act like I fly ah, first sir, class wait, all the time. Do you get to sit next to an asthmatic man who breathes heavily out of his mouth and smells bad? No, you don't. You don't get the character-building experience that, <laughs> that entails. And that is why I will well, continue to buy coach. I, I will, this is I the will coolest thing. Coach. I was flying uh, back from L.A. or something like that. And uh, I had a stopover in Dallas. So at Dallas, it just turns out that my boss at work was on the same flight. Like we weren't going; it just he had the same connection, and we both went back to Raleigh at the same time. So uh, um, and then I upgraded to first class. I know I was coming back home from Cod XP, so I upgraded from uh, to first class. And the best thing, like it, re- like there are moments in life where you achieve victory, right? You, you probably have a couple of them. In your own, like, you know what, that day where I stood up to that bully, that was awesome. Or that day when I won this competition or brought home that trophy, that was, you know, you get these moments in life that you just say, like, yeah, like, that was for me. And one of these flights home, I, I, you know, I sat down, I grabbed my magazine or book or phone, and I started doing my thing, and my boss walked past me in first class to go sit and coach. And it was like, man, this is glorious. <laughs> this is so fantastic. And, and you know, like, he, he saw me and just kind of, like, it was like, you know, like, yeah. I I was working two jobs at the time, which was basically the difference. And, uh, yeah, so I, it, I I was humble about it and everything. But internally in my head, it was like, first class, bitch. So, yeah. You should have made a huge scene about it. No, that's not like, how we oh, roll. Are you, are you headed back there? Isn't isn't that where the plebeians are? are they, <laughs> what's the literacy rate black like back there? Huh? Significantly different from here? Oh. You know, uh, they have water that doesn't have, you know, horrible malaria in it up here. Or I don't even know if you can get malaria from water. I think you There's can. a display of my own ignorance. I'm not sure exactly. You certainly can get it from mosquitoes, but water? You can get um, dysentery from water. That's for sure. That's for animal shitting in water. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, also dirty water gives you dysentery. Could have gone with that. Yeah. 
Damn. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Opportunity <laughs> missed. That's the one thing I always That's have to worry about. Fear. Like, I hate that. Like, I don't get to go on a lot of trips because of that thing right there. It's just so expensive for me. Like, like where it might be out a thousand dollars might not be out of the realm for somebody skinny like Merck and Woody. It, it's very a possibility every time I take a trip. <laughs> I mean, how how are you doing with the weight loss still? Horrible. Would you want a nice answer? No, I'm, I'm I want a realistic one. I'm glad you're being honest. <laughs> I mean, right since I left the girlfriend, I I had a lot, and my bills have gone down significantly. I find myself with a lot of time to myself and nothing to do since I pretty much have to save money. So I just sit around the house and I sit around the house. I get bored. I start eating. I mean, I could be more productive with my time and start like working out and like videotaping it to make more money. But like, it's easier to be lazy. It is. I mean, that's Maybe not the answer. Find a different hobby. Like, do you like to read? Like, do you no. like, I like watching um, movies. And I like working on cars. I'm one of those weird people that actually likes working on cars. Like, I'm happy as shit if I'm stuck up under something. Well, that can be interpreted a number of ways, and I'm sure that'll be isolated as a sound bite before the end of the night. So, that's good. Where would he go to? I don't know. Oh, no, it's time. It finally happened. He had a heart attack. He was thinking back to his boss sitting in coach and him not, and he got so excited. His ticker just kind of shut down on him. God damn it. Hutch, then Woody, two days. Losing all the patriarchs of the Call of Duty community. The patriarchs. (laughs) Sorry. That's the only suitable way to describe Woody, seeing as how he's that old. (laughs) The patriarch of the COD community. (laughs) (laughs) I, I... My wife knocks on the door and she's like, "You have to pack because I'm flying to pack to Boston tomorrow morning." And uh, I'm like, "God, I gave her my suitcase. She's going to take the first pass at it." So that's. <sighs> we were talking about how Woody died of a heart attack, thinking about his boss going sitting in coach, and his old ticker couldn't take it no more. <laughs> no, she knocks on the door and like, "I have to take the trash out tonight, and I have to pack my bags for tomorrow morning," which is tricky because. Um, when I travel, I have to bring, like, a production studio with me, right? I bring um, I bring camera equipment with me. I bring audio equipment with me. I bring, like, GoPro setup with me, uh, all this photography stuff. And, uh, and then it gets sent to Miami. <laughs> I hope not. I, I mostly carry <laughs> the expensive stuff. And then there's, like, a lot of, like, even though it's a two-day trip, I probably have, like, six different T-shirts to wear, like, Woody T-shirts, Gamma T-shirts. Um, Astro may have T-shirts they want me to wear. There's, like, stuff to give away. It's um, it's like you know, it's harder to pack than just like, you know, headed out the door. So anyway, why am I, someone says why am I going to Boston? It's for um, uh, PAX, uh, a video game convention. I have didn't n- a lot of people go to get, go today. Yeah, a lot of people went already. I stayed for two reasons: one, painkiller already, and two, I didn't love the um, uh. The, the trip last time, like, you know, I I, I felt like, I, I think I went on, like, Wednesday or something and stayed through Sunday, and I just felt like it was too long. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Dude, I have business cards to give out at PAX. It's kind of cool. They're made of wood. Real wood? Genuine wood. There's, like, lots of different... Genuine wood. See? All the different, like, uh, like 
types of wood they're made of. I got the variety pack. So you need to, you know, plan out who gets preferential treatment in regard to what kind of wood you let them see. That guy, <laughs> not a big deal. Throw him some pine. This guy, big spender. Drop a mahogany on him. You know, you got to think. Ah, uh, that's, uh, I hadn't really thought it like that. I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> they have my phone number on them, so it's more like, who am I going to give this business card to? Like, how can I make sure that it doesn't go further than it needs to go? Those are the thoughts I actually have. What's the uh, what's the splinter danger on these things? Really low. Yeah, they they treat them like they're coated with something that makes them more bendable and splinterable. They behave a lot like paper, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I, there was no way for me to think about that other than to think that you were carrying around like Jenga block size things in your wallet, <laughs> like just fat things. Like, hey. You want my business card? Here's a chore. <laughs> Put it in your pocket. <laughs> Walk right. around the rest of the day with a cell phone-sized object. It's like having another wallet. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, don't worry about it. Just put it in uh, your, your back left pocket, just like your other wallet. <laughs> so I, I want guys to look at the um, at the stream, right, for right now. And my camera has two modes in it. Normally for gameplay, what I do is I have it zoom in on my face because it's a tiny little picture up in the corner and you don't want, like, a, you know, room-sized shot with me in it. You want me. But for PKA, normally what I do is I give, like, the room-sized shot. But today I had it zoom in. So um, one thing it does is if I move around like this, it'll, like, change the zooming. See how that works? And uh, I'm not sure if this is better or worse. So I would like people to just write, like, good or bad. Do you Good if you like the zooming and, and seeing more me. Or bad if you would prefer to have like a wider shot where I'm just in it. So I'm waiting for my. Uh, for my... I think it's good. I think it's good too, but I'm not sure. One downside is when it zoomed in like this, any flaw I have gets magnified, right? Like, Sam, my eyes are a little baggy because I'm kind of tired. Then, like, boom, you know, it's like, you know. Woody, why are you so tired? Woody, you look hungover. Woody, did you smoke dope? Woody, you're this, you're bad, you're whatever. Woody, I found this flaw in you. This, you know, and it's like, man, you guys are freaking rough on me. Do you always look like a model? I don't know. Maybe you do. So they I'm, don't. I'm looking. So far, it's evenly split between good and bad. Maybe a little more bad than good. Ooh, bads are taking over. Bads are taking over. Everyone who writes good is entered in a raffle to win something great. <laughs> I can change it. I can change it for next time. It's no, it's it's not harder or easier for me. I just want to know what people want, and I give the people what they want. So you guys ready to wrap up? I think we're three hours deep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that was painkiller already. I think eighty nine. It could even be ninety. I just took my best guess, and uh, and that was it. Now the goods are rolling in, but whatever. So uh, thanks for coming out, guys. I hope you enjoyed the stream, and have a good day. Peace. See you later.